We are brought to you by Boss Bears Supplements. That's Boss Bears Supplements at bossbears.co. Hard work, consistency, and determination are difficult to sustain when your mind and body can't keep up. Fuel your body with what it needs to perform like a boss. Whether you're closing deals, pitching a new business idea, or training in the gym, Boss Bears take your hustle to the next level. Our ingredients are the highest quality with potency and serving sizes that are the gold standard in the industry. Check out all of Boss Bears products at bossbears.co. They have apple cider vinegar gummies. They have ashwagandha. They have all kinds of supplements in delicious gummy form. They also have them in pill form if you don't want the gummies. I prefer the gummies. They are delicious, and I've tried the apple cider vinegar. They are very good. Uh, use code Nikki at checkout to save 10%. That's bossbears.co, code Nikki. We are brought to you by Clout Power Supplements. Uh, that's K-L-O-U-T-P-W-R.com. Uh, so here I have the uh, protein, the cravings protein from Clout. Uh, this one is the salted caramel. This is some of the best protein that I've ever had in my life. It's actually delicious. Um, I, I like the salted caramel and the cinnamon swirl are my two favorites. Uh, also, their pre-workouts are amazing. So they have the Karma Nootropic pre-workout. It's a nootropic and focused pre-workout. It's a lower stimulant formula, zero itch formula. It has four trademark ingredients and it's fully has fully dosed ingredients. Uh, so far, I, the Arctic Cherry is probably my favorite of the Karma pre-workout. Also, try the Nero Aminos from them. And also the High Stimulant Mamba is some of my favorite too. And I really like the Arctic Cherry of that one. So go to cloutpower.com and use code Nikki to save 15%. K-L-O-U-T-P-W-R.com. Code Nikki to save 15%. Everybody, welcome to the Nikki Free Podcast. We are here with Sonia Spill, who is a coach and hormone specialist, correct? I am, yes. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Like, um, First of all, start, uh, start with um, what got you into coaching? And you're certified in everything I saw. Like I'm NASM certified in everything. All kinds of yeah, stuff. Have yeah, have lots of letters and all sorts of stuff to go by. Um, I started coaching, I actually spent a good 15 years in a massive drug addiction. And when I came yeah. out of it, I really found myself passionate about like fitness. It was kind of right. like my place to go. A lot of people who are getting sober will lean like into the gym. In a you way. have to have something, right? I've you noticed have to have that. Something, yeah. That's a big thing. Huge. And most bodybuilders are a little bit obsessive, a little bit compulsive, a little bit, right. you know, we have that like fine line of being super driven, slightly like addicted to what we're doing. So percent the perfect transition. Um, and I really just began like bro fitness, you know, that very yeah. basic kind of like bro science, if you oh, will. Oh, totally. Um, pounding pre-workout, just all, all the so things. So when you started, you were doing basically like bro splits, just like pounding pre-workout, just hitting it hard. Yeah, yeah. 10 grams of creatine. and <laughs> Addicted to going every day. Every day, every day. And doing cardio and doing cardio before. So probably overtraining. Overtraining, overdoing. fasted stuff, just all sorts of like... Um, you know how it is. And so you probably weren't getting the results that you actually wanted. 
So I think I had a lot of newbie gains in the beginning, okay. you know, yeah, something yeah. about like coming out of a 15 year meth addiction. Like you just get your, I, right. I'm strong. Your body's <laughs> like, oh my God, any calories you give me, I'm going to turn into muscle. Any yeah. calories. Yeah. It was like, I was, Quest bars were really big back then. So it was like <sighs> Quest, remember how big Dude. Quest bars were? It was, they were so big. And I have to be careful with like protein bars and they'll stuff. They'll fuck your gut up. Cause I, oh, I, I know. Yeah. They do. Like I'll, uh. I'll have a, like right now I have like no cheat days because I'm getting really close to the Emerald Cup. Yeah. So I'm just like really on my diet and I don't want to do anything off of it. But there was a time where like my cheat day, like I would still like kind of want to be healthy. So I would go get like protein bars yeah. and stuff, but they make your gut feel like they do. terrible. They do. When I was pregnant, I like found myself in the kitchen and I like melted four Quest bars together. Yeah. <laughs> I was like ate it with a spoon. I was First of all, I was already pregnant, so you're already kind of like digestion issues, and then I was wrecked from those bars for like three days. Oh yeah, don't mess it up. It was bad. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I got into fitness pretty much then. Um, mm-hmm. but I've always been, for as long as I can remember, anyone who knows what I'm doing now, who's known me back then, is like, oh yeah, that's absolutely your line of work because I've always been a super nerd yeah. and always been super sciencey. So even like right. in high school, I was like. I'd only go to one class and that was like science, science or biology. Like that was it. I was always like, I knew chemicals and I understood like the breakdown of molecules. It's right. always been my, like my forte. What's uh, what fascinates you about science then? <sighs> you know, I just feel like I, it's, there's like that, that little meme where the guy's like science, you know, it's like a big yeah. rainbow. That's kind of how I feel. I, I just think it's, it's like magic. It's kind of like yeah. magic. I'm basically a magician. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A doctor, a magician. <laughs> I think science is fascinating too. Like those were my yeah. favorite like books growing up or like Absolutely. And the human body and... is the biggest science experiment. Like really. I right. mean, we're just constantly trying new things. And the more that we become educated, like as a whole, like the more mm. research that we do on not just like gen pop populations, but on bodybuilders yeah. or like performance athletes, the bigger the bigger it becomes, right? Like we're right. looking at something greater than just what is a 40-year-old diabetic, how does their body respond? Which is really the population margin that most research is done on. So when right. we read this research, it's like it's very seldom women yeah. because – So you're talking about uh, in general, in most general, of the like general population research is based on that that demographic yes. right now. Yes, because it's the – it's. No one cares well, that the healthy bodybuilder wants to get so that's even more like shredded. When, that's kind of like when you do BMI and they would say, like, we're probably obese. 100%. Like, me and your boyfriend who's sitting here off camera, like, we would probably be considered obese. Yeah, yeah. But really, we're a healthy body mass index. It's just we Absolutely. have muscle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's just, in in general, that's why we have some of those, like, mis-skewed numbers is because the research is done on that. And then, again, very few studies are actually done with women because we have a cycle. So we can't... Uh, we're changing, I'm sure you guys know our moods change a lot, but we're literally changing in hormones four different times in our in our cycle, right? Yeah. So if you're doing research and you're having that many fluctuations with 28, 30 women, that's not going to be accurate research. So we're not tested on. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like as women and then as as like physique athletes, that's yeah. two populations right there that that research doesn't necessarily not apply to, but it isn't. It isn't formed around, Okay. If that makes okay. So where do you go to find good research? What have you had to do to, to find stuff that works for you? I mean, I think that one of the best places to find research is PubMed or Google Scholars, honestly. Yeah, but yeah. you have to know how to read research, right? So it's right. kind of like 
now we got to back out a little bit because it's really hard when you pull up a study. If you're not like a doctor or scientist, it's probably really hard I mean, to I've, read research, yeah. right? Yeah. I've been reading research for five or six years, like really reading research. And even now there's times that I'm like, I really have, I mean, I'm looking up just to read one piece of research. It might take me all day because I'm looking up different things. And then there's rabbit holes, of course, because oh, now yeah. I'm trying to figure out well, what exactly, how was the study done? And then how is it applicable you can read kind of like a cliff notes of research, which is always a little bit easier to understand, but then really understanding again, that just because the research says it doesn't mean it's true. Who's the population Right. that, that it's applicable so to. So where right? was the data collected from? Who was the study done on? Was the data on? biased at all? You know, like it I'm depends. always, yeah. as I, because of the realm of like functional coaching that I do, and we'll kind of dive into more of what that is. I always have to ask myself, like, who was this research done on? Because right. it's going to be very different if it's somebody who's training five, six days a week, who's eating very low calories, right? Mm -hmm. Versus somebody who's overeating. Right. That's also very different. It's, that is true. Cause like that's, uh. I always think that with uh, there's a lot of research on like vegan versus, you know, non vegan yeah. right now, but a, like, a lot of times they're getting the population from like people that are eating McDonald's 100%, and shit. So it's 100%. like, is the meat actually yeah. bad? Is the meat causing it or is it the American diet? And is it what's in it? So, like yeah. any nitrate filled meat, nitrates are a known right. carcinogenic. So it's not that the meat is necessarily causing it, right. it's the nitrates inside of the meat. Are so you then, getting like healthy grass fed meat that's exactly. never had like anything? Yeah, yeah. that's what I, right. yeah. So that's right. an interesting, so that would be, that would go to your, um, idea that you have to be careful where the status where like what populations is getting and the hardest from. thing is that most people looking for that they're are they are looking for answers nobody feels super healthy and goes i'm gonna read research on you know on dieting or i'm gonna try this extreme diet just because i mean there are those like they're random like something. huberman guys that are like i'm just gonna experiment on this dude i love that like, guy's podcast so it's so great yeah hours of huberman i'm like i'm going for a walk and learning about neuroscience but he is like a great example of like one, one certain type of person that will try that. But yeah. most people who are looking for this, they're looking for answers because they're unhappy with the way they're feeling. Mm -hmm. They're looking, their results are in the gym or something. Of the Something's sort. not going the way they want it yeah. to. So they're trying to find an answer. Yes. Yeah. I always say most of the time when someone gets to me, they've been through multiple coaches and they've tried and they've things been through multiple doctors. Yeah. Okay, so how many people do you uh, kind of help right now? Do you have a lot of clients? And... I want to say I have, ooh, I don't know exactly the number on my roster right now. Is it now. majority women or do you have men and women? I have um, majority women. The men I have are mostly competitor men okay. that have come out or damaged themselves with competing. Yeah. Um, but I have a lot of women. That's a lot of my population. I'm a real mama bird. Yeah. Um, and because of that, I think that... Um, one, I think, honestly, it's kind of hard at first for a man to get around the idea of a female coaching them. Yeah. It's just different. There's still some, uh, yeah, yeah. Even honestly, when I came into the industry as a coach and I was talking to my friend Jason Theobald, who is a very, very well-known bodybuilding coach, that when we, we meaning me and, and Meredith and Sarah, who I have my podcast with, when we came in as females in the coaching industry, there was like one dominant female coach yeah lauren conlin and she again mostly just coached females right now we have more women coaching because i think that people are starting females are starting to want to be coached by a woman yeah it's just a little bit different we're a little bit more like it's well just a i think different, that you know? <laughs> kind of makes sense right i mean you're gonna know things that men can't know, know things, like... and also like i think that um in the realm of functional healing, 
and functional medicine, there's a lot of trauma and there's a lot of like um, needing to please. Yeah. That comes down from like perfectionism, the need to please, the need to be right, the need to be recognized. A lot of this comes from com- com- competitors. Right. That's it. That's a lot of what it's like, r- like rooted in. And I think sometimes when we have another male figure that we feel like we have to live up to and be perfect for. It's Mm. another stressor at times. It's like, I need to be perfect. I need to be proud. I need to be this. I need to be that. And it can add a little bit of an extra like stress. Another unrealistic thing that you're trying to live up to, to, you know, it's just a natural instinct to try to live up to this. Yeah. Whatever kind of coach figure or yeah. Yeah. And I think that I do think my clients always want to, live up to my expectations of them. And we talk about realistic expectations and then what I really do expect for them as a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's also very important to understand what are realistic expectations. Right. Um, but I think that, I think the industry is definitely changing, but I think that there's still um, room for growth. And I yes. think that as education can as there's more education out there that is good education, good courses that pe- coaches can go take to further their education, yeah. we're going to have a better industry as a whole. It seems like it is getting better, like, scientifically, right? Yeah. I remember it's so funny because I remember four years ago being like, you guys should be doing blood work if you're running PDs. You guys should be doing blood work if you're running 100%. PDs. 100%. And everyone thought it was fucking crazy. And now... <laughs> That's cra- doing blood work. <laughs> that seems crazy to me that people like the only reason I can think of not running blood work is because you're poor. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, it's you know absolutely I mean? like, necessary. If and I, then, you know, it's like if you have money, like I would be doing it all the time. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it's it's honestly like it's a vital sign. Yeah. Your, your labs are a vital sign, and if you are using, especially if you're using PEDs, PEDs yeah. exactly. And even if you're not necessarily using PEDs, if you're a competitor in the lifestyle, even as a right. natural athlete, even more important because if you're natural you're and you're tanking your calories that low like when you're getting towards the show you got to be doing some damage exactly too, you know like. yeah yeah so there are some good companies out there right now right that pretty affordable um, for labs yeah um a life extension is a really good one that i will have if somebody is not working with me, i'm a i'm an ordering practitioner so i order labs for my clients right um but if somebody's not working with me life extension is a really good one mm-hmm. um unit labs is another good one right um those are the two that I'll normally recommend. The metabolic weight loss panel from Life Extension is normally the most like robust. Yeah. You're looking at things like CMP, CBC. You're looking at things like insulin, things that matter a lot right. more when you're when you're actually trying to lose weight. Um, I had mine done recently, and the only bad marker was high creatinine. Yeah, which did is you like train duh, because I'm taking what's that? Did you train the day before? Well, I mean, probably, yeah, yeah, definitely. So that'll absolutely do that. And so that'll- plus I'm taking like pre-workout every day before I lift and I'm like, oh, yeah, it makes total sense. You know, like- it can sometimes do that. It would like, so, um, the markers, so you never want to do labs. We can talk about like when the ideal time is for right. a bodybuilder to do labs too, because. Well, you- it said probably high level of muscle mass and like creatine yeah. supplements would affect that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, and, um, that's a breakdown of muscle basically in urine too you'll see that in your bun you never want to train for the two days prior to going to get labs you want to be well hydrated you want to be fasted you want to go first thing in the morning it's going to affect all of those things and if you can't make the time for that just know that those labs are going to be inaccurate messed up and then the other thing to keep in mind is that where you are 
as far as high and low for a medical diagnosis is looking for disease. Right. Where you are for being optimal is even more inside that. So what mm-hmm. you'll see with testosterone, for example, it'll say 250 to 800. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty fucking big margin, to right. be honest with you. So, so what's optimal? Well, optimal like is for going- a male. So it really just depends, right? We say something between like 500 and 700 is really optimal for a yeah, male. Yeah. Something in there. Right. And normally when you're going over, now you're trying to mitigate estrogen symptoms. So remember, right. perfect health when it comes to sex hormones for a man is a balance between both testosterone and, and estrogen. estrogen yeah. And you need estrogen. And what you see a lot in competitors is they fucking tank their estrogen and they're not keeping in mind that that has so much to do with muscle mass. So they're Recovery, on like everything. PEDs and then take stuff that blocks estrogen receptors. Yeah. Yep. So now then... the ratio is off. So somebody might say, oh, you know, somebody has 45 es- estrogen. Well, if their testosterone is more than 1,500, it's off the charts. That may not actually be that bad. Right. It's about that ratio. So if somebody yeah. has 435, now we're talking about an estrogen dominance issue. Okay. Then it would need to be addressed. And same with females, right? I mean, people always have this idea that females don't have testosterone, but they clearly do as well, right? I mean... Oh, God. If and I had it's a like dollar a very, for every it's... dumb doctor that said... He's laughing right now because I just get off, I get off the phone sometimes with people and I just... I feel honestly really sad. Yeah. I feel so sad because I'm a high-ticket coach and I can't imagine what it's like to go... I mean, like, we've all done it. I've gone through so many doctors prior to being a coach not knowing what was going on and, like, literally the things that I hear are mind-blowing. Like, oh, oh yeah, you don't have yeah. a sex drive. Just change posi- change positions. Like, oh, you don't... It doesn't hurt when you have sex. Change positions. It's like, that's clearly a hormonal dysfunction. It's not... Yeah. It's not about that. But women need testosterone and estrogen... Now, the only difference is testosterone is not our vitality. Right. Estrogen is our vitality. For women, estrogen is our sex drive. That's our, like, vitality. That's our glowy skin. That's our hair. That's our muscle mass growth. Right. And that's our recovery. Mm-hmm. It is our, like, it's our powerhouse. And then we need testosterone to balance that out. But so go back to doctors a little bit. So, like, Because yeah. that's what I always tell people is... I feel like there's some kind of magic thing we do with where somebody's a doctor and we just, like, have this, like imaginary trust that they just know everything but they're still human beings so like it always bothers me when people are like it's like i mean i definitely think it's great we have doctors it's great we have the medical industry but like i mean most of it's about making money for them most of it's about selling pharmaceuticals and then these are just human beings and they're they're not always yeah they don't they might be specified in what they know and like they have no idea what they're talking about when it comes to health or fitness so that's exactly a really good point i honestly believe i i went through a time in my life where i was like fuck these people right. but now i think well there's good doctors these people too people really I mean, think that they're helping but they also see what i see too which mm-hmm. is not everyone wants to change Right. Not everyone wants to take the lifestyle changes. So I have a I have a client who's a, who is a OBGYN, and she so they're said, trying to help with medication. They're trying to help know, with medication yeah. because they'll literally say, "Okay, exercise four times a week and change your diet. Come back to me in four weeks." And they haven't. They just say, "Doctor, can I take a pill?" They'd so rather just have. They'd the pill rather than, just take a pill. So what okay. happens? The doctor honestly just becomes so they used to doing that. They don't know when a person's honestly looking for help or not, and right. they don't necessarily have the capacity. I'm a coach. 
every single week and then multiple times in the week. I'm talking to my clients. Yeah. Oh, you're going through this. What does lifestyle look like? What's your heart rate look like? What does your period look like? What does stress look like? What do your bowels look like? What's your food intake look like? I'm looking at so much biofeedback before I make any changes to a program. A doctor doesn't have the capacity to do that. No. And think about how much they would charge. Think how faster you're in. You're in there for what? Like 10 minutes. You tell them something. You know what I mean? If you're working with your clients, you get an idea of each one of them over a period of time. Exactly. And and you see things that are missed because a doctor, like you said, is normally niche down into one thing. You have a rheumatologist. That's going to be autoimmune disorders. You have an endocrinologist. That's going to be thyroid. That's going to be hormones. And then you have a regular general practitioner. So Mm -hmm. what you'll hear, what I just heard yesterday too, I have a client who's dealing with both autoimmune and hormonal dysfunction. And her GP was like, I can't help you. You're now going to go have to see two different people. Yeah. Because I'm not allowed to give you one prescription that I'm allowed to write because I'm not really familiar with it, which is progesterone, which is a pro-hormone. So it's kind of like I think doctors are so like, oh, I don't know anything about that. Go see a specialist. Not keeping in mind that there's a human being that's now waiting 12 weeks, five weeks to get in with that specialist. That specialist says something. Now this other specialist says something else. It's, it's a crazy. lot. It's a lot to take in, probably. I'm gonna sneeze. No, I'm not. Gonna sneeze. Okay. <laughs> I am, but I'm not. <laughs> no, it's like yeah. So you're so into the science stuff that it must like when you have clients, it must your brain must go like a hundred different directions at all times. So. Yeah, I think it's really. Um, I have to like really think about basics when I yeah. have a client because I have a lot of very. Like I said, like I have everyone from like right now I have an amazing – she's like a pro bodybuilder, women's pro bodybuilder. She's amazing. She has seven or eight different autoimmune diseases. Oh, boy. Including like recent hospitalizations for like muscle tissue, Mm -hmm. connective tissue Mm -hmm. diseases. So like I have someone who's like that person. And then I have somebody who's also like trying to get pregnant for the first time and like has PCOS. So I have so many different types of people. But the one thing that's true to everything is that there are certain systems inside of the body that are all communicating. Yep. That's your it's your it's your HPA axis. It's your hypothalamus, adrenals, and pituitary. So your pituitary is in your brain, or your hypothalamus is in the brain. Your pituitary is just right up above, like that soft spot. Like right, if you push your tongue at the roof of your mouth, that's your pituitary. Right. That now signals to your adrenals. And then you also have the HPT axis, which is your thyroid. So that's your brain's communication to adrenals. Mm -hmm. As a competitor, just as a competitor alone, when you're dieting, that communication signal to your adrenals starts to regulate everything from water, sweating. You know how, oh, why am I, I'm feeling more stressed. I'm not sweating as much. Water load. Why am I holding water around my show? Like all the dysregulations that come through that aldosterone all the regulations of electrolytes inside of your inside of your body are like controlled by your adrenals, mm-hmm. your stress hormones. Cortisol is controlled by your stress hormones. Right. If your cortisol goes up, your testosterone will naturally go down. Yeah. Your digestion slows down. There's not blood flow to your digestion. Now food is sitting heavy. Now you're gassy with all the foods that you're yeah. eating. So you're competing and now you're having stomach issues. You're stressed. Now your sex drive is tanked. You're holding water. It's like all the things that as a competitor – Everyone is dealing with it at some point or yes. form inside of their competition. Oh, yeah, 100%. It is. And it's like that's just one simple process and not there's not a single person that that doesn't affect when it starts to go awry. Mm-hmm. God, no wonder you love Huberman Lab Podcast. Yeah. Like, that's like all <laughs> the stuff he focuses on all the time. Yeah, yeah. And you there's know? really advanced testing that gives us a really good look at what exactly is going on far beyond blood um, because there's what you – have in your serum labs, which is blood labs, and then what? there's what you actually like have coming out of your body, like mm-hmm. what you're metabolizing. And those can be 
two totally different amounts. Right. So you can see serum labs, for example, on Asian males. This is really common with Asian males that are low testosterone. But in urine metabolites, they're high testosterone. Oh. It's just weird. It's free floating. And then you have like, is it bound up estrogen? Is it u- or bound up testosterone? Is it usable testosterone? There's so many different factors when looking at labs that come into play to knowing if somebody's optimal to build, mm-hmm. optimal to cut, optimal to get pregnant, optimal yeah. for like this person's going through massive inflammation. So it's kind of like knowing the systems of the body and making them very simple and being like, okay, we have the adrenals, we have the gut. We have a thyroid. We've got three systems right here. And if we right. work those three systems, I don't care what problem it is, you will have resolve. So because it's so complex, you have to like keep it simple yeah. to deal with it, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, sometimes be- I like write a program and I'm like, okay, this is like five pages and I'll go through and take out paragraphs because I'm like, I'm teaching right now to somebody and this feels overwhelming, you know? Yeah. And then I have clients that are like, well, why are we doing this? Well, tell me more. And then I get to go a little bit more balls to the In wall. Depth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. But simplifying definitely helps, right? I mean. Yeah, I think it's really important. I just actually, uh, my co-coach Austin that I, that, I, that I work with, he said today something about showing yourself as a coach with big words isn't really showing yourself. Right. It's literally making it seem like it's so advanced that you're the only person that has the answers. And that's doing a disservice to most people because then they think, oh my God, there's something wrong with me. I need this complex answer. Instead so no, of, yeah, like the real the real quality would be actually like layman's terms. How simple can I make this? Yeah. What is methylation? We hear this word methylation. It's basically passing a baton around the body. Are you over-methylating, under-methylating? When somebody has chronic anxiety, that stuff comes into play. Yeah. So like... It's about having the ability to make things very simple about what is going on inside of the human body and then communicate that so your client has buy-in to the process. That's where results start to happen. That's when healing starts to happen. Because if a person thinks they don't understand what's going on, healing is only going to go so far. You might have them a month or two in and at that month three, they're going to give up. Because it's so overwhelming. It can be really overwhelming, Yeah. yeah. And you don't know what's going on. Okay, okay. So if a, a new client comes to you, what does like the procedure look like when you? Okay, so let's. I mean, like what? Like what kind of thing does this new client have? Give me like Ooh. a person. <laughs> let's say say it's like um, somebody that's been dieting and they feel like they've been doing all the right things, but for some reason they just can't seem to start losing weight. Yeah. So one of the first things I'll do, I normally do like to get a good idea. Very simple questions: Is this person on birth control? That's a mm. very simple low-hanging fruit. We talked about estrogen being our metabolism. So and what does birth control muscle. do? It suppresses all our sex hormones. Okay. It suppresses testosterone. It yep. binds up testosterone. So imagine that testosterone, you have 100 pennies in your pocket, yeah. and we want to use those pennies. And we put them on the table. Well, there's a process where they get bound up. So basically, they get glued to the table. And then you can't use those pennies anymore. Okay. If those are glued down pennies... You might have a hundred of them, but you ain't paying but more than twenty of them. Okay. So if it's bound up, which birth control has, it's called sex hormone binding globulin. No yeah. one's gonna remember that. <laughs> no, but, I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But but what does it do? We don't know. It's a mystery. <laughs> so that's what it does. It glues your pennies down, and now your pennies aren't usable. So now birth control glues many pennies down. So we're low in testosterone, even though we might be normal in serum levels, it lowers estrogen and it lowers progesterone. So we have now anxiety. So would you maybe suggest they get off? Uh, I am not a very big advocate of birth control. The studies on birth control. It messes women up. God, from like, my generation is just so fucked. You know, like 
They uh, put you in, on it at what age? Like 12, 13, 14. Everybody I know is on birth control, even if they weren't having sex, because yeah. we get birth control for acne, birth control for heavy periods, birth control for anxiety, birth control because birth control. That's one of those things, again, where I feel like it's like the pharmaceutical company just likes to push Oof. this thing. It's so, I love seeing this movement of women not being on birth control. Yeah. Like, it's so sexy to me. I'm like, fuck yes. Because and there's so many different forms of it, right? Like, yeah. So is there a difference? So many. Like, and guys are like, why are you so crazy? It's like, oh. oh. Is there a difference? Locked our hormones up for 20 years. <laughs> so, like, what about those ones where they put the thing in the arm? Is that yeah, different? All of them. Or like, Any of them are going to work in the same pathway. So the only thing the that's not hormonal thing. is going to be copper. A yeah. copper is a non-hormonal, but it still has its 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 pros and cons, right? And, again, it's not necessarily that birth control is bad, but we talk about the perfect storm, right? If a person is not losing weight, that's the first thing I look at. They're normally also dealing with stress. Right. Now, birth control lowers progesterone, which is our calming hormone. Okay. If you can't settle the body down because you don't have progesterone, yeah. then now a person is dealing with massive anxiety and or depression, which if you Google the studies of depression, suicide, and birth control, they are alarming and it's crazy so that they are So then they go to the there. doctor and they just give them like uh, antidepressants on top exactly. of that? So this is exactly the epidemic that we're seeing right now. Yeah. And it's fucking, like I said, it's just, it's so sad because it it's literally like, and we're overworked. These are, I mean, like... So high-level stress all the time. High-level stress all the time. We're constantly stimulated. We're on screens all the time. We're not getting sleep. And it's like, it's being driven down. So, so like, the quick dopamine of the screen on top of that. Oh, all man. of it. All yeah. of it. We're looking for all of it. We're looking to feel. We're looking to... And then, and then again, comparison. Women, now we're under-eating in the perfect storm, right? We don't have estrogen to protect right, our muscle. Right, because you got Instagram. So, you got all these, yep, like, yep. super hot models. And everything is, like, hit training, orange theory, more cardio, fasted cardio. So, now... We don't have estrogen to protect us. Like yeah. this is a birth control scenario. And now we're we're losing muscle every time we go and do that. So what are we gaining? Body fat. Well, and that's the weird thing too, because then you'll see like when women do start with a really good coach. Yeah. And they like start doing, you know, uh, maybe training for competitions or something, they'll be so surprised at how much they get to eat. And then they start actually building muscle and looking leaner and feeling better. And yeah. they're like, I never knew I could do that. And like some of them yeah. have eating disorders, and then they start with a coach and they're like, Oh my God, I'm eating like Rice Krispie treats and lots of carbs. It was mind-blowing like, to me. When I started working you know, with a coach, like, I was like, literally like, it's funny because he, I always joke around that when I met him, he was just White Claws and Harleys, right? And I was like, perfect. You look like a good match for me. I was like, hey, I was in the White gym, Claws, you know? baby. Yeah. And it's funny because I was like, I'm like a bro kind of, you yeah, know, yeah. I'm a bro, you know, and I'd be like with like ooh, with Rice Krispie treats in my pockets at the gym, like pulling yeah. out snacks. Oh, and he was like, the what best. are you doing? You can't do that. And I'm like, no, no, no. This is like. Rice Krispie treats are magic. If you don't know, I was gonna say, are you pro Rice Krispie treat? Because I really Mm -hmm. am. Yeah, Yeah, I'm pro easily digestible carbs. Like I don't have them (laughs) on my plan right now, except for like my two high carb days. Yeah, but like even when I like I have a few clients too because I started training people and I always give them Rice Krispie treats because like even if they're in a deficit, it's like this one little like. You yeah. get to have something good, a treat. It's nice because it's obviously it's easily digestible carbohydrates, but it doesn't shoot a lot of blood into your stomach while you're training. You because you don't have blood in your stomach while you're training, right? right? Your blood is now in your muscles. That's where you're driving all the blood out. Mm-hmm. And so you want something that doesn't need a lot to kind of break down and absorb. So that's why so things there we like go rice krispie treats, everybody. Yep. That's why we yep. do it. Yeah. Dextrose, rice krispie treats, orange juice is another really good one. Coconut water is like lights awesome. out if you think. Rice Krispie treats are good. Coconut water is even better because you what have potassium gummy, in gummy it. Gummy bears. Yep. I know a lot of bodybuilders do that. So they like do gummy bears too. Yeah, and... a lot harder to break down. Yeah, I was a lot say harder it's... for the body to break down. So, so how the quickly treats are you are getting better, it? Huh? Yeah. And again, if you're going to put one superior, coconut water is going to be 
the far best. superior. Yeah. And then from there, it goes probably like Rice Krispie Treats. And so what's the benefits of the coconut water? Let's hear the that. The potassium in the coconut water. Potassium uh. and sodium work together. So salt and potassium are major players into the carbohydrates being brought in, inside of your actual muscle. Right. Think about like the carbohydrates, like the ship, and then the sodium and potassium are like the propellers on the ship. Well, well, the ship's not going to do shit unless you actually like pick it up and move it in there, and that's where electrolytes come into play. Right. So same thing. We talked about so, adrenals driving down electrolytes. Now you're not getting a pump in the gym. Stress will do that. Blah blah blah. Well, I know a lot of people do like those like like they'll do like Carbo Max type stuff, and I've heard mm-hmm. a lot of bad stuff about that because it like uh, messes up your digestion. Apparently, it's like the multidextrin type things yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So maybe you'd be better with like what you just said, like just coconut water is yeah. so easy. And I deal with, um, the, the, I mean the male clients that I deal with or I'm writing a protocol with are typically like they're pushing a lot of food. Oh yeah. So we have to get considered digestion. So let's yes. do, let's do this. Let's finish up the girl scenario and then let's talk we'll about a male bodybuilder okay, scenario. Perfect. And we'll go into gut and pushing food like a building. So if this client comes to me, birth control is just one of many things that we'll talk about. And then stress, yes. right? Yep. So if they're not necessarily – I never, ever pull somebody off birth control right away. That's probably like three months into working together. The worst thing you could do is just rip Cold birth control turkey. out. A person will probably gain a lot of weight. It's called estrogen rebound. Mm. If As your sex hormones come on, estrogen's the dominant one. And it will come on faster than anything else. And when you have that running the party, running the show, you have a lot of emotions. You're holding water. You're gaining weight. You start to have insulin issues. That's a whole round So that's like show. a male that gets off like uh, PEDs without any kind of like protocol yes. and then bam, they're full of estrogen. Exactly. Okay. Super watery, super coming down, lots of inflammation. So if I'm not going to pull that, what do I do? How do I help them? Well address inflammation. Like we talked about inflammation, gut, thyroid, adrenals, those are the things that make the biggest difference. So I go in and I really support detox all around. So making sure I use a lot of things like dandelion root extract, which is going to help water. I push electrolytes. I push water. I use a lot of like, um, liver detox support. Mm-hmm. So like milk thistle, oh, um, yeah, milk thistle. I use a lot of, I use what's called a medical food. Um, and there's like many different brands that make them. New ethics makes one. It's called Medipure. Um, Metagenics make one. It's called Ultra Clear. And then there's another one called MediClear. Mm-hmm. And all of these are basically like a phase one and phase two liver detox system. So phase one and phase two, you'll hear this sometimes about liver. Basically, you have toxins in the body. Phase one is break is making them basically fat. And then phase two is making them into water and helping them pass through the body. Okay. So they've got to go one. All toxins have to go from one place to the other phase and then outside oh. as they excrete, whether that's right. sweat, urine, or feces. Right. And that's how we lose weight when we're doing cardio. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So okay. we um now <laughs> the thing about like our just day-to-day life that people forget is like there's formaldehyde on this table. There's estrogen in our plastics. There's plastic right there that you're drinking out of. It's a warm coffee cup, so you're getting oh, exposed yeah. to that. There's toxins literally. I'm just like everywhere. shoving estrogen into my body. Estrogen, right now. yeah. Ooh, this and then we're so like, good. why we're wondering why we all have to get gyno surgery? Yeah, I, was, I know. I had that plastic surgery. And I said that's the number one male surgery. 
number one female it's, surgery is breast implants. Yep. So that's so funny. It's the it's the environmental estrogens that are called phyto or xenoestrogens that are we're exposed to. And as bodybuilders, <sighs> as bros, we microwave all of our fucking food in plastic all the time. We're eating with plastic silverware. Right. The coffee cup, the lid of the coffee cup is like the number one offender. I put mine in plastic every day. Eat with the, I don't microwave. I use the air fryer, which is different. Yeah, but yeah. still, I mean. You're putting warm plastic, food in plastic, yeah. EPAs. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. You should see when I run like How a How do we fight load. against that? Is there like uh, certain products? Yeah. Because so, even like I have the Wolfpack bag, but of course, like the little meal things are all little plastic things. So I would just buy glass. Yeah. That's your simple solution. Just buy and then glass. Be more mindful. So, like, I have a, a metal, metal straws, coffee cups, yeah. uh, or I have a metal straw that I will like put in my. I'll go to Starbucks and I'll like get a coffee and I'll put like a metal straw in there, so I'm not sipping off the actual coffee cup. Yeah, Does that makes sense. So just small things, and then supporting your body's detox systems, so supporting your body's ability to detox. People go, oh, my liver cleans that up for me. Your Whoa. liver's fucking tired. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna well, tell you, your liver's definitely pissed affecting off. our society as a whole. Like they yes. had that one lady on. Uh, it was like Joe Rogan's podcast, and he had that lady that was talking about all these like phytoestrogens from yep. plastics and like. It's affecting men and women. Like, yes. Like the idea is like I your, see it on your, maps. your grandfather had like a certain level of testosterone way more than you did. Mm-hmm. And then like and it's doing stuff to women too. For yeah. Sure. Like our phones will also drive down estrogen. EMFs will drive down or drive down testosterone. EMFs in your house will drive down testosterone. EMFs will drive down uh, fertility. They will drive up autoimmune diseases. Ooh. So like, you're like, Oh, EMF. So what's an EMF? Your Bluetooth, your Wi-Fi. Yeah. We're just surrounded. I mean, I could go down a fucking rabbit we're hole and we're like all wearing everything. tinfoil hats all, all this, by the time uh... we're done. <laughs> we're just going to be in tinfoil hats. So these are the things I have to think about when I have a it's client. It's real stuff though. It's I mean... real stuff. And it's very, so like I'm at a point now I used to fucking slam my head up against a wall wondering why I couldn't get somebody to lose weight. Right. I'm in a place now as a coach. I've been doing this for seven years, honestly, five years in functional. Yeah. That I go, I know exactly what to do here. And even then, sometimes I'm like, what the fuck just happened? That is not working. But for the most part, if I support the body's ability to detox, yeah. I bring the adrenals up. Mm-hmm. I stimulate the thyroid. Right. I feed them a lot more food, like 300 carbs. Yeah. I, and, I, and I do those systems. I basically turn the circuit board off and I turn it all back on at the same time, the body loves that shit and it normally starts responding. So I have clients that are like 22, 2300 calories and they're, you know, 145 pounds. They're losing a pound a week, sometimes like five pounds in like two weeks. I think you're you're right. So right about like the uh, social media and the effects. So like, it gets all these women and men too, honestly, starving themselves. Right. Yeah. And then they, they don't realize that like what you're doing is like, making the body like just utilize calories better and like the the metabolism gets better yeah exactly so there's so many systems but we have to detox to get those systems on because there's what they're called is endocrine disruptors and your endocrine is just your hormone system so an endocrinologist takes care of hormones Mm -hmm. endocrine right think about like those kids toys where there's like a circle and then there's a square and then there's a triangle and the kids trying to put the triangle in the triangle that is hormones and hormone receptors every cell has thousands of these receptor sites okay one's for estrogen one's for insulin one's for thyroid hormones one's for neurotransmitter profiles as that cell starts to get so it's got a circle there that's your testosterone Well, these endocrine disruptors, these toxins come in and they clog up this hole. Okay. And now that receptor site, once one message gets sent over and it goes to communicate to the other cell and guess what? The cell's clogged. So that doesn't communicate. Mm. And we have this miscommunication of cellular 
So how do you clean forces. up these endocrine receptors from being clogged like that? Yeah. So that's the hard part. That's the hard part. Yeah. Removing toxins from the body and, and yeah. lessening toxic load are two very simple ways to do that. We could like deep dive into cellular health, but I right. think it'd just be like not it's so deep. I could yeah. do it. I mean, we could do it. I mean, yeah. you, how about this? Autophagy is the process of breaking down cells and then rebuilding them. Everybody mm-hmm. does it. Every time we sleep, if we're getting adequate sleep, that happens. Our cells are breaking down. Things that speed up autophagy would be like cyclical fasting. So like 10, 12 hours. So like when you right. go to sleep, you're eating at seven o'clock and then you're waking up and you're eating at seven o'clock. So that's a 12 hour fast. Now right. you just move it two hours out. Now it's a 14 hour fast. So just that two hours can really do a lot of good. Clean up, basically. Clean up, clean up. So, so like, you're not anti-fasting in any way. <laughs> No, I love fasting. I, well, I, I do think it's great. I mean, I used to be anti fasting and yeah. I used to be anti keto and it put me in a box. Yeah. The coach I am now by breaking out of that box because other bodybuilding coaches said it was bad and oh, well, how are you going to hold on to muscle tissue and what about this and then macros and carbohydrates and all this kind of stuff? I, I became a great coach when I got out of the box and I do I, use fasting and I do use keto with clients and right. I. I like I talk about this with my autoimmune condition. I gained 45 pounds after competing, not from not right after competing, but I got an autoimmune condition and I had yeah. a ruptured implant and I was super sick and super inflamed. And I worked with like the industry's best fucking coaches, the best doctor. I mean, imagine me. Yeah. You know, the doctor I'm picking is going to be a good fucking doctor. Yeah, because you, you know? have so much uh, exactly. knowledge yourself. That, no yeah. one could figure out. No one could figure out what's wrong with me. And only when I started doing fasting and keto and that cyclical cycle is the only thing that worked. I mean, like I got right. my cycle back after not having a cycle for a long time. My hormones are regular. I'm off all my thyroid medication. So I do believe in that because we're resetting the cells. There's got to be something about the system getting a break from just constantly being fed. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have when we're in a system of mTOR, which is muscle building, and as bodybuilders, we love mTOR. You'll hear about mTOR gains and like oh, mTOR stimulation after a workout, and like all this mTOR word. I would like one of those people to break down what mTOR means. I'm just wondering if they know, but it's it's know, muscle right. building. It's muscle <laughs> okay, building. It's okay. the process of muscle building, basically yeah. cellular building, right? So we have it's like it's anab- anab- anabolic anabolic window. It's yeah, yeah. anabolic window exactly. So we have anabolic and we had catabolic so when we're in a place of mTOR our body is not in autophagy mm-hmm. so we're not getting that cellular cleanup and as right. bodybuilders we push mTOR because we're trying to always grow you're be fed regular blood sugar level digesting. protein pools always eating always digesting every three hours every two hours and we train our body that way which is it's fine. We're not, it's not bad. Right. It's just about what system are you using at what time. So if you're a bodybuilder, something like adding in a 16 or 18 hour fast once or twice a week. So you're just one day a week, you eat at 12. You just, and you're just doing water and electrolytes that time. Just that alone yeah. makes massive improvements with inflammation. And we can see it in the body, in the bodybuilding oh, I population. I think fasting is great yeah. for, uh, anti-inflammation yes. anti-inflammatory and who's more in- inflamed than a bodybuilder like I mean, constantly right? constantly inflamed i mean if you just full honestly, of food full of just exactly like, yeah. yeah yeah full of food full of training always breaking down muscle tissue always trying to recover all of that so yeah. there's so so with this female client those are the same systems i would use i have to i have to work through those basic systems you're not gonna ever just go into it and not work those systems and get right. results not when somebody comes to me and can't lose weight 
You do online coaching, right? I do all online coaching. Yeah. I was gonna say I might actually have a friend who I need to refer you to. I think she would send him over. I think she would. It's a girl. I think she would really like you. Actually, yeah. Yeah. Send him on over. Well, she was like played basketball, very athletic, getting older, wanting to figure out like. What's wrong? Why can't I seem to get in the shape I used to? Yeah, or, yeah. Or you know like, why do like, I work out and look like I don't work out? Right, That's right. a really common one. And I she get. never had that issue. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I mean, she's still in good shape, but she's like not getting the results she wants. Yes. And so I'm like, I probably will give you her or give yeah. your name to her. Yeah, after absolutely. The show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the thing that that we forget about is it's really common. There's a lot of people out there that can't or at one point competed. Right. We'll see this a lot with competitors. Mm-hmm. At one point competed, and then once they gain weight and they try to do it again, they cannot get into the same shape. Mm. Or they just look worse than just like a gen pop client. They're holding fat differently. They're holding right. fat underneath a lot more. They're more watery. Yeah. Or they're more like holding it in just like weird areas in their midsection. A lot of that is hormonal dysfunction yes. over time or like gut dysfunction over time. The reason why gut dysfunction is so big with bodybuilding is because when we are in a deficit or on a plan and we're, we're working with a coach who maybe just isn't as educated with gut health, right. a lot of times we're doing the same. We're doing asparagus. We're doing rice. We're doing chicken. We're doing rice. We're doing potatoes. We're doing beef. We're doing like we're doing these yeah, things and GQ sauce. Right, and you're eating one of two vegetables. It's green beans or it's broccoli or it's, or it's asparagus or it's green beans. Like we are so close I actually just down. do spinach. Like broccoli for me just gives me too much – Exactly. Like, sometimes I think like so, vegetables are healthy, but also I think some of them cause crazy inflammation. And so stuff. if you can't, so this is exactly what yeah. I'm saying. That's probably because of the way you've been eating. Your body doesn't have the well, microbiome it needs for to all break that veggies. Down. Exactly. Right. A good sign of health is that you can eat. Everyone's gonna have like I just can't do Brussels. I love them. I'll eat them. He pays the price mostly. Yeah. But like I love them. Like, they are amazing. Are so I put those I'm in so the air sorry, fire. babe. <laughs> No, you're right though because there was, I think, uh, from eating more of a bodybuilder diet, yes, like you get in the best shape of your life and you look good, but like there was definitely something more that I used to have when I was like younger and I just ate, I mean, I used to eat a lot because yeah. I was just like a big dude growing up, you yeah. know, and I always had like a steel stomach basically, like I could eat anything and feel fine, you know, like, and I feel like that's gone. Now you're gone. sensitive. Yeah. 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 And this is exactly and why. And maybe even kind of like made myself like intolerant to glutens and stuff because I'm doing all white rice and easily digestible carbs. Mm-hmm. So if I would just like eat a seven grain bread right now, I'd probably be like, ugh. Yeah. You know what and I'm saying? And that is a horrible sign for your gut. Right. Horrible sign for your gut. Right. Your gut is literally like your immune system, your neurotransmitter profile, your overall health. It's so many different things. And it does it in the moment when you're competing and you're only eating those things. You only notice them when you're not on your diet. So it's not really applicable. You're like, fuck that. At least I'm on my right. diet. It kind of helps us stay on our diet. So, so like, does do you think having a nice like cheat cheat meal every week that like you, does that kind of help yeah. your digestion? I think even more throwing than that, some different stuff at it once. Yeah, in a while? I think more than that. I think something so simple as like. I eat a different veggie. Every week, I'm going to pick two veggies, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this veggie and that veggie. I'm going to do carrots and green beans this week. I'm going to do red peppers, and I'm going to do broccoli next but you're week. Mixing I'm going to do up. bok choy, and I'm going to do this. It doesn't need to be every single meal. Or one thing I say is like really easy is mixed vegetable blends. Get a, every get a single bunch week. Of different stuff. Get, try to get like different things. You can do like the different things. You're always going to be eating rice and potatoes, and it will tell you if you want to have a robust gut cooked and then cooled and then recooked potatoes, cooked, cooled, and then recooked rice. 
it begins to that have would be all mine though because i put them in the fridge mm-hmm. so it has a starch every time you do that it creates resistant starches which are really good for your gut microbiome i always cook my food put it in the fridge and then reheat it yep. later yep. okay so there's the, there's the plus of being a bodybuilder potatoes and rice yeah i do so, love it i love potatoes and rice that robustness <laughs> is really really important and same thing with oils what kind of fat are you getting Peanut butter is the worst fat because it holds a lot of molds and it's super inflammatory. And that right. is where a lot of bodybuilders Doesn't it cause a lot of, um, what do they call it, like seepage of like intestinal... Intestinal permeability. It's kind of the same thing as legumes, like beans and stuff mm-hmm. like that. They can cause a lot of that. They can, but beans are really important for gut health too. But peanuts mm-hmm. specifically, because of the way they're processed, they hold so much mold yeah. that when you have... Think about it. What about seed oils too? Bad. Seed oils can be good. You want okay. a balance of like seed oils, avocado oils. Ooh. People will always ask me like, oh, this has sunflower oil in it. And I'm like, great, you need that. I can show you the studies of how that actual lowers cholesterol. Okay. Because okay. there's benefits. Yep. Yep. We want that balance. And so again, it's not necessarily that one is bad. It's that when we're only doing certain things, our our gut becomes really, really like one dimensional. I would say the bodybuilding that, diet does that. So yeah. when you can't try to come out of that, that's when we start to see clients. Okay, now it's a build phase. I oh. want to push food. So peanut butter, no. What about like almond butters? Almond butters like- are normally a lot less inflammatory. Okay. Yeah. Or like um, Costco has like mixed seed butters. I love that one because you get like yeah. four or five different types of seeds and nuts together. Okay. It's like Brazil nuts, chia seed, flax seed. Again, variety is really, really like so important. Even if you're getting like mixed berries, just something where you're like getting more than just the same thing. Because we do, we become very like, we. I, it's a lot so, cheaper too to buy bulk of one thing. You so know? that's unique of you as a coach because you're right. I think most plans, they keep it very simple yeah. and then you're not getting any kind of variety. Yes. And know? that actually starts to create downfall down the line because I think what people think is if I do, if, from their own experiences, because as coaches, we coach on our own reality. It's just yeah. what we do. I think they think, oh, well, if this person eats Brussels sprouts and we change their plan, they're going to get gassy. That's going to fuck them up. The question is, why are they getting gassy? That's like, that's way back here. That's in their building phase. And honestly, like really working on gut health during a building phase is the perfect opportunity, right? Because you can work on that a little bit more, but it should be kept in the leaner someone gets. That stuff really does matter. The variety. The variety. Because as a bodybuilder, what's more important than competing? growing season who doesn't love growing every right. girl hates growing season every guy loves growing season because they're like gains i'm so strong i love it we you know? do love it but i think that you're right there is this like new pressure to try to look like instagram lean year yeah. round because like all you know all the big influencers are looking shredded year I round. Know. i always say and i know guy I know. Co- I know guy coaches that get frustrated with that because they're like they don't want to they don't want to bulk and i need mm-hmm. you to bulk yeah. or you're not going to gain you know like i have friends that go through the same thing and, and i'm like women definitely don't like that they like how it's they look super hard and i think a lot of it is what we talked about the attention the yeah. recognition you put so much value in your worth when you're that lean you get a lot more attention when you're competing people want to look you like that you. everyone's look. always com- commenting about how you look And when you start to lose that, it feels very different. So as a coach and as a competitor, when I gained so much weight, I was like, this doesn't feel good. Because I felt like, well, I literally would have people be like, she doesn't look like a coach. I don't want to work with her. And and I I have coaches that I mentor and they'd be like, one of them was sending a client to me. And now this person's like very Instagram famous. And she's like, I like I don't look like a coach, me, talking about me. And why don't I like practice what I preach? And I was like, well, first of all, bitch <laughs> you're lucky i'm not anymore but 
Yeah. No, but I was I was I honestly love that. like That's I get it because really it's true. We look at a coach as like who's shredded and looks really good. We're right. not necessarily looking at what they know. I've made that decision and I've made shitty decisions of coaches at time based on that specifically. Right. Now I think that it's important for your coach to not obviously to to practice somewhat of a healthy right. lifestyle, right? If your coach right? is like just like eating candy bars, exactly. All the time and like, yeah, but yeah. nobody seems to care about the coach that's popping Molly and doing coke every weekend because he's ripped. Yeah, right. Well, or doing Which tons we of PEDs see a lot. and like ruining yeah. his fucking organs and like yeah, we know yeah exactly. Maybe looks great, but like he's completely destroying his body yeah. and is going to yeah. be dead at like forty five. Yeah, know, like. and yeah, it's just and there's different strokes for different folks. I think there's a lot of different reasons why people pick different coaches, but I think and like I said, like it's just what we talked about. Coaches niche down into specific things. Like not everyone has the capacity to read hours of research. I've paid tens of thousands of dollars. I mean, like thousands and thousands and thousands every time I come home with a new course. Daddy's mad. <laughs> no, not really. He's like, what? You know, How much was that? I'm like, twenty thousand. It's fine. I'll be super smart. <laughs> it is cool though. It's so fascinating, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. But not every coach has that. Like, has that understanding, and it doesn't make them a bad coach. We don't know what we don't know, and mm-hmm. I think that it's just about like pushing yourself a little bit more because like I said, in growth season is where you're going to start to see inflammation and gut issues yeah. and you're going to have trouble pushing food. And then again, so let's talk about that. For, you yep. said for like a male client. Yep. For a male so like, client, especially during like that season. Cause yes. like that is honestly fun. Like I'm super stoked. I have, I'm going to be in the Emerald cup and everything, but yeah. like I am stoked to at some point try to get a lot you know, bigger. Yeah. Like, well, you're tall. So it's going to be harder for you to put hard. muscle in general. Yeah. In general, it's going to be when somebody's tall, they got to worry about like calves and legs. Right. And when you're short, you're like, I got legs for days. You know, you're yes. like, this is awesome. Like, I, got, you know, yeah, I was like, yeah. I might, might be strong, but I got legs for days. And then you start like cutting and you get so skinny. You're like, oh, I got to try to be wide and all this. And it's like, a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. 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 And in general, that's bodybuilding. That's where you see really successful bodybuilders that just come out of the gate banging are typically genetically very gifted or they're, they have oh, yeah. shorter, yeah. rounder muscle bellies, right. which is why like, you know, like, like it's a lot easier to grow when you're five, six, five, oh, five, and you're like giant and wide. You look swole, you know, but you're like, it, it's just your right. muscle bellies are shorter. So you're going to, we look have what we big. have to work with. So it's like, I will never complain yeah, about you get it. What you get short people definitely, definitely when are, it comes yeah. to male bodybuilding or an yeah, advantage. They have an advantage. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think so for like a specific male coming out of comp- competing, we have a couple different things to worry about. Again, estrogen, gut, all of that stuff plays a really big factor. Part of estrogen detox in the body, because there's estrogen being made in the body, and then there's estrogen circulating in the body. And Mm -hmm. estrogen comes out of the body in a couple different ways. Right. Those genetic pathways, so think about like different rivers, like and think about like three different forks in the road, right? You have pathways that are really inflammatory, less inflammatory, and then protective. When they're going down an inflammatory pathway, they cause a lot of what? Inflammation on the body, and they also wreck DNA. Okay. So now we're talking again about aging, yeah. cellular health, cancer, pr- prostate cancer, you know, right. estrogen-based cancers for females, stuff like that. When a person is taking a lot of PEDs and now they're coming off of PEDs, a lot of times mm-hmm. we're dealing with some sort of mitigation of estrogen, meaning yep. like an estrogen rebound. And so it's really important to support the detoxification of that estrogen. That's in your gut. Yeah. And then it's in your liver. Those are the places where it gets bound up the most. And they've actually like done studies and they can like 
they like dye estrogen with like iodine or something. I forget what the exact study was called, but they basically tracked it and it just kind of bounces. It doesn't come out of the body. Hmm. So that's, remember I talked about what's coming out right. versus what's in your blood are different. Uh, all right, everybody, it is time to take a short break for our sponsors. Uh, the Nikki Free Podcast is now brought to you by Manscaped. Um, they are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. So join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. So it is 20% off and free shipping worldwide with the code NikkiFit at manscaped.com. Uh, so the thing about it is like when you're, you know, you're trying to shave your balls, you got like a date or something, you know, you don't know where things are going to go, but you don't want to be like showing up all messy down there. You want to show up all clean. You want to be looking good down there. You know what I'm saying? So like we've all done that. You get a shaver out, you go to shave yourself. And what happens every time you cut your balls, man. And it's no good when you cut your balls, you know, you start bleeding all over your ball sack. You got blood going everywhere. You get it cleaned up, you go on the date, and like uh, obviously, you know, you're a high performance male, so like things are going good for you in the date. You know, stuff starts going well, and next thing you know, like one thing leads to another, but then the thing is, you whip it out, and like there's a big thing, like you know, your, your balls are all cut up, and it's like all sore down there, and it's like such a turn off, you know, so it's like you don't want that to happen to you, you know, like you don't want a big open wound on your ball sack when you're out on a date, like. That's just no way to be. So check out the Performance Package 4.0 has arrived, and it is a game changer. So inside this package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, which is right here. And look at these things, man. Manscaped's products are so aesthetically pleasing looking. Like the design on it, it looks like something that Batman would use. It's like so sleek. It's all black. It's just like aesthetically pleasing to look at. They've done such a good job. So this is the Lawnmower 4.0. You know, the other thing that comes in the performance package is the Weed Whacker. Nose hair and ear trimmer because it's like, I mean, I see this all the time. You're talking to somebody and it's like they take care of themselves. They eat healthy. They work out. They're trying to look good and everything. But then it's like you look at their nose and it's a bunch of nose hair sticking out. Bro, Take care of that. Like, why do you want to do that? Use the weed whacker, nose and ear hair trimmer because, like, clean that shit up, dude. Nobody wants to see that, man. Uh, inside the package, you're also going to find the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant because you want your balls to smell good. The Crop Reviver Toner. And then also the boxer briefs that come with, you know. And I'm probably going to take some scantily clad photos in these because, like, you know, you, if you've seen my Instagram... Uh, the leaner I get, the more like scantily clad photos and videos I take. So I'm going to be rocking these Manscaped things, showing off the abs, trying to look sexy online. I'll be taking some videos in these. It also comes with the travel bag so you can carry it all with you so that when you're on the go, you know, you got to be looking good when you're on the go. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming and dare I say the greatest ball hair trimmer ever. It's a fourth-generation trimmer. It features cutting-edge ceramic blades to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin-safe technology. 
The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof. It also has an LED spotlight. So when you're down there doing it, man, like you can see all the nooks and crannies that got the spotlight on it. So you're not missing any spots or anything. Uh, because it's waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. You can do it in the shower. You can, you know. So guys, it's time to take care of yourself. All right, look at this. Look at this product. It's awesome. Thank you, Manscaped. Um, this stuff is so great. You know, they also threw in this beard hedger, which is just a great beard trimmer. We'll talk about that another time. Uh, but this is the performance package. Um, so, yeah, you know, guys, use uh, go online. Go to manscaped.com. If you want 20% off, use code NIKKIFIT. You will get 20% off and free shipping worldwide. So check out the performance package. It's awesome. And thank you guys so much. Uh, use code NikkiFit. Save 20%. You're really helping out the podcast. And I want to say that I was already using Manscaped before they started sponsoring the podcast. I think they're a great product. So thank you guys for picking this stuff up. Use code NikkiFit. Save 20% and free shipping. You're really helping me out. You're helping out the podcast. And thank you to Manscaped. And thank you guys. Uh, go out there. Let's get cleaned up. Let's get cleaned up. Let's not go out there all messy and stuff. We got to look good. All right, guys. Thank you. Okay. So yes. that's where it starts to play a, a toll. So with male bodybuilders, post-cycle, post-competing, something like beta-glucuronidase is a really good supplement that helps support the estrogen bound up in the gut. Yep. And helps open up gut detox. So there are certain supplements you can take to help. Yep. Yep. DIM is another really good one. D-I-M, and it helps with estrogen detox. Mm -hmm. And then glutathione, which I don't know if you've heard about glutathione. It's like a really big one. Um, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've definitely heard of milk thistle for liver. Milk thistle's yeah. good for liver. Glutathione is like, um, have you heard of NAC? Sounds so familiar. So glutathione is an antioxidant. And what an antioxidant is, is oxygen oxidative stress these oxygen species if you will yeah they're kind of like tasmanian devils inside of the cell okay inside of every cell is a little engine it's yeah. called a mitochondria right right, it helps right the cells move around the body yes these little rat tasmanian devils get inside and they break down and think of it just hardening the cell so when something mm. gets oxygenated it hardens right okay so that's oxygenation antioxidants yes stop that cycle from hardening the cell and so that's why we always want antioxidants that's why we want yeah, antioxidants yeah. which most people are and where like, do you get a lot of antioxidants there's certain glutathione foods glutathione there's okay. certain foods pomegranate juice is really really good yeah pomegranate juice pomegranates blueberries the darker the berry the more antioxidants it's gonna have i've always heard that about like dark berries yeah like yeah. dark like acai pomegranates cherries stuff like that are all really really good mm -hmm. honestly for the amount of peds that hypothetically Everybody, we yeah. might be running <laughs> hypothetically as my voice drops two octaves hypothetical hypothetically cycle. the anavar no yeah. um but like at peds if you're mm -hmm. a male bodybuilder i'm sorry unless you're natural which i haven't met many real natural competitors like we're, we're putting so much stress on our body and everything breaks down that cell. So like cardio, mm -hmm. not recovering, not sleeping, all those things go, go hand in hand, right? So it doesn't <laughs> – your cherries and pomegranates aren't going to touch it. Yeah. Get yourself some glutathione, liposomal glutathione or injectable. Um, I think like Amino Asylum and uh, 
Some of those like uh, peptide companies will have injectable glutathione. It hurts like a motherfucker, but it is literally game over for detoxifying your body. Okay. And again, those are- Glutathione, damn. Glutathione, yeah. Injectable or liposomal glutathione. Mm -hmm. Um, And like I said, a lot of the like peptide companies will have that. Um, and that is a really good, so that and beta-glucuronidase coming out of a cycle and then milk thistle, or like I said, a medical food that supports that liver detox. Okay. All of those are like first line of defense when somebody is coming off of a cycle for a male or female. Mm-hmm. For males specifically, we have to look at what? Cardio health. Right. We don't know about bodybuilders and those they tickers, man. Cardio. Well, cardiovascularly, they're just putting so much load on their heart in general their blood is thick as shit. Right. It's like it's like molasses running so through them. What do you think about like does doing actual cardio help that? So yeah. if somebody is running a lot of PEDs, yeah. does like doing car- cuz I feel like guys will stop doing cardio during bulking season. It's like you probably really need to be doing it just to keep your yeah. heart, you know what I mean? Cardio like- is cardio protective. It's so so important to right. be doing cardio when you're so big. Yes. Most things feel like cardio. You know what I mean? Oh my God. Like moving their body at the stairs that puts so much pressure on their heart and their blood is so thick. A product I really, really like that is a prescription, but if you have somewhere you're getting PEDs, you probably have someone to get Talmastartin from. Talmastartin is a, um, is a blood pressure medication that also thins the blood with like very little side effects. It's awesome for bodybuilders. Okay. You can honestly Google or Reddit Talmastartin and bodybuilding to get whatever dosages because I'm not going to do that on here, (laughs) Um, but you can find those on there and it's a really, really safe, effective way to get your blood to just be a little bit thinner because that pressure on the heart when you're running a lot of gear is it's the blood being so thick trying to press through there. And think about it. Your heart is a muscle. Mm -hmm. So you're doing all of these things that affect muscularly and all of the inflammation on top of that. And your body's just the furthest thing from a well-oiled machine when you're really pushing food. Things like krill oil. D-lemonine, which you can get on, so D-lemonine, you can get it on Amazon, and krill oil, you can get it on Amazon. Don't go cheap with your supplements when it comes to your heart. Like, it's really important. so important, important, aren't they? So important. Those are two really, really good ones that can really help with, um, and niacin, with heart health when you're running PED. So those Mm. are things that I think about for men, like, specifically, like, the detoxification systems, and then how do we get their their heart in a good position. So like those are the main, main factors there. And then gut. When it comes to gut, it doesn't matter who you are. At a certain point, you have to have digestive enzymes to support the amount of food you're breaking down. Right. So what are some things you can give people? Like, I mean, obviously like we take digestive enzymes, like Mm -hmm. sauerkraut, um, apple cider vinegar. Apple cider vinegar is like the basic, the very, very basic and honestly, if you're pushing food, two ounces of apple cider vinegar twice a day should be like uh, for gut health for so many reasons. This is very good. But um, hydrochloric acid, so um, betaine HCL is stomach acid. Yes. It's very different than digestive enzymes. I think this gets confusing sometimes for people. Think about like the phone system inside of your stomach. And it's uh-huh. like a dude calls up and he's like, hey, we got food moving through. And then stomach acid is like, yo, I'll go ahead and I'll break it down for you. And then stomach acid calls over to the pancreas and the pancreas releases digestive enzymes. And he's like, right. hey, we've got like 
two pounds of beef and some rice and some spinach in here. And then your pancreas says, all right, I'm going to send over lipase and amylase and the different enzymes that need to be broken down for that. Yeah. So there's two different systems. So we need both support, hydrochloric acid and pancreatic enzymes. And then from there, what can your body absorb? You will not grow if your body cannot absorb it. So if you are not getting enough stomach acid, there's these little guys inside of your stomach and they've got fingers. They're called villi. And if you have low stomach acid, they lay flat. They're just like this. You want them up and just like really excited to touch the food as it comes in. So hydrochloric acid will do that. So you need those two things to help break down and absorb absorb the food because it's less about what you eat and more about, like I said, like what you can actually uptake. Yeah, exactly. Especially when it comes to protein. Mm. Especially when so it comes is that to something where like when guys are pushing a lot of food and they're really big is that like it's just harder and harder for the body yeah. to digest? Yeah, I mean you're talking about a lot of food and the frequencies of the meal and the like amount you're up to like seven thousand calories a day sometimes. Yeah, I mean and... I have a, a client who how tall are you? I'm six four. Okay, so he's the same same height as you and he's two ten. How much do you weigh? I'm like two twenty. Okay, okay, so he's two. 219 between two, 219 and 215 is kind of like where we where we base them yeah. in a gut protocol we're at around to keep them stable I got to keep them around 4000 calories yeah. and that's not a growth when I drop below that his weight starts to drop a little bit yeah so like that's a lot of food right especially right. if I have somebody who has a massive gut problem and I have to lower food to get their gut problem under control because any bad bacteria which when you eat a very small diet that doesn't have a lot of food variety in it, the good bacteria die off. And the less good bacteria there are, the more the bad bacteria are like, fuck this shit. We're about to rage in here. And they go in. And then what they do is they go inside the colon Mm -hmm. and the lining, the intestinal lining. And it's normally dry because, again, we're not getting a lot of coconut oil and aminos and aloe vera juice when we're cutting. And they... Basically, this is really, really crazy. It's like alien shit. Yeah. They stick themselves to the walls of the intestines, different species. Yeah. And then they start to communicate to each other and they start to pull each other closer and closer and closer until they make a barrier that's like unfuckwithable. Nothing can penetrate it except like very specific herbs that are called biofilm disruptors. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is once they're there, you can take things that'll help your digestion and then anytime you get stressed or eat anything inflammatory, they break open and they fall down and they start the party all over again. Uh, and it's just this cycle over and over and so over again. So you're not again. really going to be digesting what you are eating. What you're eating. Yeah. And then you have an overgrowth of specific bacteria because they love carbohydrates and we ain't growing if we're not pushing carbohydrates. Right. So now you have more and more dysbiosis going on. And then what happens is when a person then goes down to cut again, they have massive inflammation. They haven't grown in their off season. There's so many different factors. They're not pooping regularly. They're feeling bloated. You'll start to see that massive belly. It's not just GH too. A lot of times these people, people are like, oh, it's just GH belly. That looks like SIBO belly to me. It's like hard and it's out and they're burping all the time. You do see a lot of that nowadays for sure. A lot. I can see it too. I can see the difference. I'll be like, that person has a little bit of digestive issues. Right. I don't always do that, but sometimes I'm well, like, even in they? bodybuilding shows, like that was a thing, right? Yep. Like the older physiques yeah. used to do more vacuums and stuff, and they yep. had that smaller waist. And then for a while, it was like the big gut, you know, gut abs mm-hmm. was like a big thing. Yeah, I don't know what it is now, but yeah, it's it's really gut health is so important for a physique athlete, especially for females. Yeah, especially for females, especially for bikini girls. 
It's so important, and I can see it clear as day. Because even the slightest little thing, it'll, it'll the physique will change completely. You'll see it. Yep, water and their stomach looks bloated, and right. they're like, and now they're not posing. They can't suck their stomach in because it literally hurt. I mean, I have a client, and it was like, we're going to show, and I kept telling her we can't cut. This is like on my bad, right? Because I'm like, as I'm saying this, I'm like, I kept telling her you got gut issues, we can't do this. But she's my friend, and I was like, all right, we're gonna do this one last show, and then we're out. We got to take care of your gut. Sure, shit. I'm like, you have to be doing vacuum. She's like, they just hurt so bad. I'm like, this is a sign. Yeah, that's crazy. And that it sure hurts, enough, like... they were like, your body looks ready for nationals. Looks like you could go pro. Your stomach and your midline needs to come down. Yeah. That was her feedback. That's so weird that it's like hurts to do vacuums because like I get it in a sense like it would hurt if you're like holding it like just like the pain. But if it's just hurting in general, that's got to be something messed up. Yeah. Well, when you're pushing food, do you do vacuums now? I mean, I just I try to do them in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, When you're empty. I just like hold it in and yeah, yeah. 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 But I don't know. It doesn't really hurt. Yeah. You get enough. I mean, I literally I'm talking about like bent over crying gut pain. People yeah, get okay, this. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have clients. I have a, I mean, I've been through it too. I have massive. Yeah, massive clients. And if you ask around at the gym too, like it's you'll start to have. Oh, I had that too. I had SIBO or I had this or I had that like right. SIBO is a hot topic, you know, and you're like, oh, wow, there's a lot. Now that you now you've had this conversation, you'll start to see and hear it a little bit more. Well, this Somebody is all say really something. fascinating. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. it's funny because he's like. You know, everyone's like these normal guts. And I was like, think about our friends. Just like stop and close your eyes and think about them for a second. And we, we have like a, a big group of like different friends that are gym, not gym, all this kind of people. I would say one out of three of our friends has massive gut issues. Massive. Like, right. you know, and they, it's just like they talk about it like it's nonchalant. And I'm like, that's not really normal. I try not to say anything now because I don't want to be like the person that's always right. like, you should take care of that. But at a certain point, most people have been living in a certain way their whole life that they think it's normal. Like I, I normally know. have clients that come on, they're like, I poop normal. I'm like, okay, great. No digestive issues. They'll go no. And I go, how often do you poop? Every other day, sometimes every third day. And I'm like, that is not normal. That's not normal. Or once a day is actually even not normal, guys. That's very low sluggish motility once a day. Yeah. That's normally like I'm in a diet or a deficit, very low food intake or something else is going on. Right. So I think you're so right about that. Like there is a weird thing about, and that's what I think many of us that have gotten in shape or like gotten into the fitness thing. Yeah. Like that's the thing you, people that don't do it, don't realize how good they could feel, you know? So it is hard because like you'll have your friends that just, and it's like, they don't even realize how good their body could actually feel. Yeah. You know? And it's hard because there's so much conflicting information. And then what is the bigger fuck for that person? And it's always about being realistic. And yeah. sometimes I'll ask somebody, like, what's the most important thing to you right now? Is it that, like, is it that you have a good sex drive and, like, your dick works? Or is it that you're super strong? Because those aren't always the same thing. Right. Is it that you're really happy at work and you're stress-free? Or is it that you're really skinny? Like, are you happy with your husband and kids? Or are you skinny? What's more important to you? Because right. the further you get away from one look... The harder it's going to play a part in everything else. looking good doesn't always necessarily mean having the best no. life. I talk about the triangle of awareness and I like, it's like, uh, if you said like, hey, the top was strength and then the right side, that was going to be like quick, like I'm quick. Right. And then the, the other side, the left side, that's I'm shredded. The further you get from one, the fur, like the, the, the sh- more shredded you life, are, the yeah. less strong you are, the less fast you are. The faster you are, the less strong you are, the less lean you are. Like, it's not the stronger you are. Look at strong men. They ain't shredded. They no. ain't fast. 
right. they're fucking strong. So it's you have to think about like that like triangle and then what's the cost of getting lean to you? What are you willing to give up? I just said this to somebody today like I don't think I'm ever going to compete again. I like really was thinking about it and I was like I don't really think I want to compete again for the simple fact of like how much I have to give up for that time and how long it takes for my bo- my body personally I deal with autoimmune conditions so to come back to from come it. back from that and for what? More crowns and swords and like to say I did it again it's kind of like and and that's no harp on anyone who wants to compete but I think it's really important to think about where you're at I have friends that are competing and they've competed and competed and competed and they pretty much look the same year to year and they have like autoimmune conditions and I'm like hey that won't go hand in hand this won't change until this changes but they're just like that's not the important thing to them right now the important thing to them right now is just competing you know And and that's okay it's knowing where someone's at and being real with where you're at like I don't yes. want to change the way I eat. I like the way I eat. Okay. Then know that that's going to come along with X, Y, and Z. Yeah. No, totally. And yeah, I just don't know if people realize how much food affects how they feel. Yeah. You know, that's the so other big. thing too. So it's weird. It's like if you're like miserable in life and you don't feel good, like, but you don't want to ever change yeah. that. It's like you don't know how good like your life could be. So this is like really funny. You know? I always use him as an example. So like my boyfriend, like I remember one of the first times. So me doing what I do, you know? Right. And I go over to his house and he's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's just a protein filled meal or whatever. And he pulls out tortillas and a bag of cheese. And he's like making it. Or you talked about the protein in a quesadilla. Dude, that sounds delicious. And I was like, <laughs> you know, now he's like obviously totally different. Yeah. But it, it but there's nothing like it's not like oh my god I can't believe it's like no that's what most people think right. it literally says high protein on peanut butter oh they mislabel food I mean terribly I have so many people like oh I had peanut butter it had protein and I'm like yeah six grams like of look like, at sugary cereal they market it as healthy yeah you know, I mean there's like, so many things and there's so much information that we just don't know there's so many like there's Activia there's Atkins there's fasting there's like the 28 day ju- there's juice cleanses mm-hmm. there's every single yeah my buddy thing. just did one of them juice cleansers yeah and I'm sure he felt good at certain points I don't know if he did or not yeah I mean so here's the big one so like that Huberman Lab uh, podcast, he did one about alcohol. Yes. And it was probably, I think it was one of the most listened to podcasts of all time. I shared and it with I so I sent many it to people. all my friends yeah. because yeah. I'm like, you know, and I hate to like try to vilify, like I have alcohol here on the table. I, I drink once in a while. Um, but And being somebody that works in the bar industry, I'm serving people every day. But it'd be hard for me to say that they're actually functionally healthy in any kind of way. The people yeah. that drink every day. Like I don't look at, I mean, I view, I don't view them as healthy people. They're not, you know, like they have issues. It's not a good place to be drinking every day. And then we talked about. So what does that do to gut health yeah, and everything? Yeah. And, and mood so, and your, your psyche and. When it comes to, first of all, I'll never be able to come close to what Huberman said on his podcast. It was an almost three hour podcast. So it's, we're not going to fill it in. So I highly too. recommend if you're actually interested in hearing about it, listen to it. If you have an open mind, if you're going to go into it with a closed mind of like, I'm not going to drink, stop drinking, this is bullshit. Like you're not going to hear the message with anything. But one of just the very, just one very simple process inside of the body that happens when we consume alcohol. Think about how much we've talked about what the liver does and how much we need phase one and phase two detoxification. Just in that alone, when you consume alcohol during that period up to 72 hours, your body is not able to detox itself. It slows down everything. That's also going to affect weight loss. And then it also, we see this a lot in women. 
not only does it affect the the hydrochloric acid in the stomach, so your gut lining, we talked about what that does, but it also creates a big estrogen issue since estrogen leaves through the liver. Mm. Not just with men, but with women, you'll see the same exact thing. So a lot of times you'll see people who drink a lot have a lot more issues with Well, the other thing with women was like, I think the number was, and I'd have to look it up to be sure, it was like every 10 grams of alcohol you consume per day increases like uh, breast cancer by like 13% or something. Yeah, because we talked about your estrogen detoxing. And it has to do with estrogen. That's why. 100%. It's exactly what we talked about. And again, you will not see that on labs. Oh, my doctor said my labs are fine. My estrogen's okay. You won't see it. You'll only see it with a Dutch test. It's like not, like you said, not to vilify alcohol, but the problem is people get angry about these things that are facts. You know, and it's yeah. like we're not saying it to say you're a bad person. My grandpa drank whiskey every day. It's he was just fine. F- yeah, it's but just... he was fucking miserable. Yeah. He hated his life. He shit himself three times a day. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's so many things that's like alcohol will also cause a lot of issues with that right. mood. And st- like, there's so many. And we can don't... say the positive parts of it too, yeah. like social lubricant. It can be fun. It can bring yeah. people closer together. But there's no denying the actual real effects that it has exactly. on your body. I mean, you can't pretend that. And it's exist. so socially acceptable that people do it a lot more frequent than they're doing molly or they're doing i think that's the weirdest part about it for me is like if you went to your boss and you were like oh my god i was shooting up so much heroin last night it was crazy your boss would probably either fire you or be super concerned or like but if you were like oh my god i got so wasted last night your boss would be like sweet it almost would probably endear you to your boss yeah especially if you guys can relate to that same exact thing so weird how socially women and wine you know, and right. you're like, oh, I drink my wine and it's totally fine. And it's like, literally, you're an alcoholic with your kids at home right now, but it's fine because <laughs> it's in a wine glass and right. you're wearing a hundred dollar Lululemon, so it's totally fine. So it's like it's socially acceptable to like have wine on Wednesday morning. It's very weird drug, which is yeah, fine in that sense. Zero judgment on that, but understanding. I actually was at a party with with him not that long ago, and something I don't know what I came up did. She said, "What do you do?" And I was like, "I help women lose weight. I'm a functional coach. This is what I do." People with menopause, autoimmune conditions, she goes, oh my God, I'm going through menopause. I cannot lose weight. What do I do? I will hire you right now. And I said, do not hire me if you cannot go a week without drinking. Because yeah. nothing's going to change if you don't stop drinking. Especially, I can go into menopause for like, that's a whole nother. I know. I've, you know, I've I had go. people want to be clients and I tell them that too. It's like, you I'm like, you work. could probably have like two drinks a week. And if I had you on a meal plan and you you would still like be making progress. But if you're going to do more than that, you're not going to make, yeah. it's just, it's not possible yeah. really. And for know? women, that won't be the same thing. There are genetic outliers. I will say that. Cause there might be someone listening. That's like, that's not true though. I drank my whole prep. That's nice. You're literally one in a million, right? You're literally one in a million. Cause most people cannot do that. And that's the other reason why they're like, I don't know why I'm not seeing results in the gym. Well, it's because you're under eating and then you're drinking alcohol. It's creating inflammation. It's creating this estrogen buildup. Like there's so there's this like genetic downfall right. of all of it. And then mostly it affects sleep. Sleep. I you mean, do not sleep. You will not lose weight. You don't actually you, sleep. Exactly. You you don't sleep. It's, and you see this even with THC. And it's something I have to go through with clients that 
Oh, use even THC marijuana too. Sleep. Like, yeah, yep. marijuana too. Like we, it disrupts your circadian rhythm heavily. Right, because I'm like, I'm kind of pro. Like, uh, you know, I want a free society where you can drink, you can do what you want, you can do drugs, you can't. Like, I'm big on same. big on drugs. Not but like I'm let's big on be drugs. let's be realistic about what they I didn't are. Just say that. <laughs> We're big on drugs here, so yeah. that's good. No, but you're right. THC does the same thing. Like, you yeah. don't actually get real sleep. Same thing yes. if you pass out from drinking. That's not sleep. You're yeah. not actually getting sleep. And so sleep is so important. I could, this isn't like super passion topic for me. I was like, um, it's funny because when we first met, I was getting ready to present in Tennessee on sleep at like a bodybuilding conference. Mm -hmm. And um, he helped me look through the PowerPoint and he, meaning my boyfriend for those, he's just sitting here with us. He's Um, sitting off camera. He's sitting off camera. He's like, he's into boss mode. Um, (laughs) But he was going through it. He goes, he looks at me and he's like, am I going to? die i like never sleep and i was like yeah probably like at a younger age than you should have died i'm like because that's just like i'm like very sciencey i'm like well technically the, the data is, says you will die earlier that's technically true it's technically yeah, true yeah. he was like holy shit because i am like a no he's no sleep always grind go 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 flying from state to state especially i feel that jobs. though i feel that it's that's like a society that more that sleep, i'll sleep when i'm dead you know that powerhouse and honestly most jobs will push that yeah. I want you to stay up late and finish this project and fly here and do that. And what happens is we have a washing machine inside of our brain. It's called the glymphatic system. And what happens is when we hit certain realms, realms of deep sleep, that system sends spinal fluid up through your brain. Yes. And think about your brain, all the thoughts and all the shit that goes on through your brain throughout the day, everything in your stomach is also connected to your brain. Yeah. So when you're having gut issues, it's communicating to your brain. People forget that, They forget right? that. It's called the vagus nerve. So we get this plaque in our brain. And I always like to say, like, think about it as like dryer sheets. Mm-hmm. And like you have one dryer sheet, two dryer sheets, three dryer sheets. They're all sticking together. Right. When those dryer sheets in our brain, we have these like deep crevices that are like valleys. When those – and they send communications to each other. They send it over to their neighbor on the other side of the valley. Mm-hmm. Well, those dryer sheets, they they block, they block up that valley and the communication signals get blocked. That's right. Alzheimer's. That's also Parkinson's. Oh, That's dementia. Well, what happens is at night we have – the body is so fucking amazing. Like I always think about like this is just my personal opinion, but you can't not believe about and believe in God when you really start to learn the body. Because yeah. how do we just happen to have a washing machine that scrubs our brain built into our body for this plaque that we didn't know existed? It so when we wild. sleep, it goes up and it – only when you get into deep levels of sleep, like good recovered sleep – it right. washes out, sends spinal fluid up, it scrubs the brain, and it flushes it back out. And you can see this on MRIs. Like, you can Google it. It's really fucking cool. It's like, holy shit, did that just happen? And that is our body's way of protecting itself against the damage of our day-to-day life. When you do not sleep, when you take THC, when you drink alcohol late at night, your body does not get that. So now we have higher risk of dementia Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, depression, anxiety. Sleep is everything. Sleep is everything. So if you are someone who just alone is not getting good sleep, let this be the message to you that you, it is a scientific fact. You are taking years off your life. Scientific fact. And if not off your life, off your brain. So you may live a little bit longer, but your brain may have gone 10 years ago and your family doesn't know. It definitely affects your cognitive function. 100%. When people are tired, they do not function properly. Yeah. And then it also... Every single system inside of your body, when we first wake up, 
our body is simulated by light. As soon as that light simulates, it's a neurotransmitter called orexin. As soon as orexin gets stimulated through your pupils, it signals to your brain to turn on all of your clock genes. Right. This is your entire system. So this is your hepatic system, so your liver. It's basically your glucadium system, so how your body processes glucose throughout the day. It's your sex hormone signalings. It's for females, it's our follicle simulating hormone as well gets affected by this. Our adrenals and our thyroid all get affected by this. This is the light switch so, literally goes on and turns on all these systems. That's like the stuff uh, Huberman's always pushing about viewing light early, right away in the morning. So important in the morning. And that's important for sleep. It's important don't for realize. sleep. Yeah. If you are looking to improve your sleep, work on your wake cycle. So like light exposure in the morning, cold showers sunlight, in the morning. real light. Real sunlight. And if you don't have real sunlight, so like I have clients who are night shift workers or they're getting up really early and then in the winter months, you can literally buy a Lux, 50,000 to 100,000 Lux on Amazon, a light box, and you can get in front of that. And it helps. And it's a massive improvement. That's and then big night, for this area, right? Because we're huge, so dark here all the huge. time. Huge. Yeah. And then the other spectrum of that is preventing light at night. So mm-hmm. like... I tell my clients that are blue up, light blocking, all that blue stuff. light blocking. The lenses have to be red. Mm-hmm. Blue light blockers at night do not work if they're clear lenses. They mm-hmm. have to be red lenses. Okay. So most of them are bullshit. Most of them are bullshit or they work during the day to kind of prevent your blue light exposure to basically keep the health of your eyes more robust Yeah. versus like blocking the blue light that prevents you from sleeping. So different things there. Okay. Slightly different things there at night. Green and blue light prevent melatonin from occurring. Uh, so you might fall asleep, but then you wake up in the middle of the night or you wake up really early. Right. The further in the, you, it's kind of like a, a system, right? So like a think of like a big wave. You want the wave of melatonin. You want melatonin suppressed in the morning light. You want it to come up in the, in the night, suppress the light. Right. So I'll even tell my clients who have like kids and like, I put my kids to bed and then I have to do the dishes and have to prep my food and have to do this. Cool. Light some candles, turn on some relaxing music, put on your blue blockers, just have it be really low light. You're going to be less stimulated and you're going to go to sleep and stay asleep a lot longer. Right. So it's like we're so obsessed with this, like you said, grind lifestyle. Yeah, and this it's un- killing us. Unnatural lifestyle that it's we've created. Us. like and all it's making these- us fat you know, simulated light like in yeah. here and everything. And like the the most, the best the thing gym. you can do is the natural stuff. The gym is a huge, huge thing. When I have clients who work out six, seven, eight o'clock at night, you're in front of, Oh, you're blasting. You're blasted with yeah. light and you're super pumped up and then you go home and your sleep quality is normally yeah, imagine shit. Imagine you take you a bunch of pre-workout, you go to a super lit gym with like, they usually got music just blasting. Yeah, you're blasting. And then you go home and you're trying to like get calm to sleep. How? You know, it's like. Even trying to digest food after you've been in that really heightened situation, all of a sudden you go home and you try to eat a meal, your body's in fight or flight, flight, flight mode. And it's not digesting. Food. Oh, if you're in fight or flight, you don't digest, right? No, you're have the you ever, opposite of rest and digest. Have you ever heard of that book? Uh, and Andrew Huberman had him on the show. It was uh, Robert Sapolsky. What so, book was it? Uh, it's called Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers. Yes, Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers and The Cortisol Connection are yeah. like two of the best books to understand so cortisol. Good. So That's good. what I mean when I'm saying like stress is causing society to gain weight, yes. testosterone to go down, estrogen to become dominant. And we can honestly see this. Night shift work is determined Ooh. to be a carcinogenic as of seven years ago. Yeah, Seven years ago, the World Health Organization, which is a is a international program, deemed night shift work a class one carcinogenic. Mm -hmm. It increases thyroid cancer and breast cancer by 30% in females. 
just night shift work. So that should go to show you how important sleep really is Mm -hmm. when it's actually deemed a carcinogenic to have night shift work. Right. That's how detrimental it is to our I believe that. I I worked at a factory for like a little bit where I did the overnight shift and I'm like, how these people are crazy. Yeah. And you'll see it. It And you'll see it. You'll see it. You know, and then they'd get off work and they'd go to the bar and drink it like so they'd make a deal with the bar where it's like they're getting off work in the morning going to a bar and partying like most people do at night, but they're doing it in the morning because yeah. that's their night, you know? And yep. it's like, then they'll go home and sleep after they just got drunk. Yep. Imagine that life just like, cannot be healthy. It's it's toxic. And you know what? The body's also really fucking resilient. I mean, I literally... So some people do it for years and years. they're okay. Yeah. I was a drug addict for 15 years, and I'm not just talking about smoking a little bit of weed, like massive drug addict, shooting drugs for a very long time, and like the body's fucking resilient. And you're it's very super- healthy now. So I'm very like- healthy now. Like you can repair a lot of this stuff, so don't feel like, oh my God, it's the end of the world. Or Well, look at certain rock stars that like went hard, and some of them are like yeah. super healthy now in their old oh, age. Oh yeah, and you know they're like really healthy? They're like, they've got like cryo machines in their house. They're like oh, really yeah. big into biohacking. Sometimes you'll see these like, interviews with them and they're doing like they're really yeah, into they're like into taking care of their health yeah and none of that, either they either do that or they die a lot of them exactly yeah. exactly and they probably lost a lot of friends along the way and they start to what happens i think is you start to feel it you hit a certain age where you start to feel yeah yourself going and i think that tends to scare people a little oh, yeah. bit into change yep and so yeah. like you will lose friends yeah but Oh, and just so people know, like that that Sapolsky book, the idea of the zebras don't get ulcer thing. It's like, yeah. so like if a zebra outruns a lion, its stress hormones come in because it has to outrun a lion. So there's all these stress hormones, like you said, it stops digestion, yeah. acute but, stress, but the, just one short stress. Right. So it gives it the energy to outrun the lion if it's getting attacked. But then what happens with those animals? Like once the danger is gone, their body goes yeah. back to normal. But us as humans, we could be going through like a divorce or some kind of stress, yeah. stressful work. So we're like that zebra outrunning the lion just all day for months at a time we're in that state. Yeah, chronic stress. Chronically. So so stress is actually really good for us. It's called hormesis, and it's actually really good for longevity. So like hormesis, short stressors, outrunning the lion. Would that be like a cold shower maybe? Cold showers are huge with this. Cold showers, occasional HIIT training, Mm -hmm. um, fasting, little stresses like that can be really, really good for the body. Sauna probably is. Sauna, heat, cold like I said, like fasting, water fasting, things like that can be really, really good. There's other things as well. But when you are going to work and you're stressed and you come home and it's stressful, you're sitting in traffic, it's stressful. You're on your phone. Your phone is never not alerting you of something. Something you need to so buy, something phone you're is not paying, you, something. Uh, it's just constant yeah, stress, right? Uh, financial stress. That's Financial stress. Work stress. Deadlines. You're only as good as your last sale. Relationship stress. Like all of the stress in the world that we're constantly burning with covid i mean holy fucking that was shit. so stressful chronic stress kills people well, it, and then people will drink to relieve the stress but what actually yeah. happens with drinking is it causes more stress all of it yeah it's like a cycle of stress yeah you you drink to relieve the stress but then the drinking causes excess stress and actually like yeah. limits your ability to handle stress. stress yeah, yeah exactly it's a cycle. so i mean this is all stuff that is prevalent in our modern society right now and then we wonder why everybody's so fucked up yeah You know, so it's like, but you're using all these tools and helping people with this stuff. That's like kind of what you're doing is like mitigating modern life and teaching people how to. 100%. It's why I take into consideration biofeedback so much in my Mm -hmm. check-ins with my clients. It's and a lot of clients, even if they've come from other coaches, they're like, wow, this is a lot of information. I'm like, it's really actually important because your heart rate, your cycle. 
your yeah. digestion, all of these things, your markers, your stress, how hungry you are, all help me understand what you actually, what I actually need to do to support you this week. Yeah. Because you'll start to see it. Like your digestion changes with cycle. Heart rate will rest when there's extra stress. We can see people before they even notice they're getting sick, you'll see their heart rate start to change. Right. You see these biofeedback markers that really do make a difference. And when a person is chronically stressed, you have different stages of this chronic stress. You have, you know, the the first stage, which you are like almost excited. It's high adrenaline, high cortisol. You're like flying high. And then right. you have, as it goes through, a person starts to feel more depressed, more anxious, low vitality, low movement. Now they're fatigued all the time. So it's kind of like knowing how, knowing and identifying different forms of stress and knowing how to help that person through said stressors is really important. Yeah, that's tough. So like, because um, it's, uh, I'm coming to mind a client I had, which she's not really a client, it's just a friend, so I was helping her for free. Mm -hmm. But it's like, it was challenging because she wants to make improvements, but then she's a mother, you know, three young kids. And then, you know, I'm trying to do like, you know, the regular like coach thing of giving her yeah. a diet and please be consistent. You know, if you're consistent, then I can like see what's going on so I can adjust your meals every week and yeah. see if we're on the right track, see if our calculations are correct. But then there's like no consistency. And then so as a coach, I'm like, I don't know what to do other yeah. than tell her like, you know, try to be consistent for at least three yeah. weeks so yeah. I can see what's going on. It's so like, what do you do with someone like that to help? So honestly, really simple. I'll say something like, what are four of your biggest stressors in your life? And I'll have them walk me through that. And so what I do is I, I implement a lot of like breath work. Uh-huh. I'm sure you've, you're a Huberman fan. So like breath oh, work, yeah. breathing, different breathing techniques, really, really, really important. I'll have them like calm their body down right. once in the morning and then once at night. And then I'll have them give me three meals a day. Let's just start with three meals and this much water a day. Perfect. I need four servings of veggies. I give them very basic, tangible things because a lot of Realistic people are all goals. or nothing. Exactly. I'm like, I need four start fistfuls of veggies. Start four with fistfuls this. of veggies. I don't even bring out a scale yet. Just start here. Yep. Four palms of protein, four fistfuls of veggies, four servings of fat. Like that's all I want. Don't worry about any. Not measuring any, out shit. Just not giving, not getting so specific. Yeah. Start very simple. Because they'll probably feel better just on that. Oh, 100%. Without having to worry about all this other stuff. If because you're just drinking enough water, getting enough sleep and walking 45 minutes a day. Eating more veggies, more protein, more water for most people will make them feel better. Yeah. If they're, if that's all so they So start there. Do. That's simple. And then, yeah. And then breath work. So like what are ways that they can calm the body down? And I'll use a lot of things like stretching. And yoga versus weight training and cardio. I'll put mm -hmm. them walking outside versus on an elliptical because that's going to decrease stress and help regulate Sunlight blood sugar. Sunlight viewing, all Sunlight that good stuff. Sunlight viewing, yeah. all of that stuff. A really big thing that I do with my clients too is like I tell them like schedule out connection time with your partner. Mm -hmm. It's so important. Like schedule time, but it's just you and him or and without the kids, without your phones that you're just like face to face. So take a bath together, sit right. on the couch together, touch your feet together. Like human touch is so important. Yeah. And all of those things, we always joke about it too, but like you co-regulate. If you have a partner, you better hope that that's a partner that has a good emotional balance because they're going to co-regulate your, your central nervous system and you <laughs> yeah. co-regulate each other by being around each other and by touching. So like a lot of times in these scenarios, sometimes we'll see the wife or the the mom that's kind of like busy and going and the husband's more like chill or whatever, but just connection time for those two people, holding hands, cuddling with each other, that in itself can regulate the central nervous mm -hmm. system. Mm -hmm. No, that makes a lot of sense because you see a lot of couples that are like the opposite of that. 
where you yeah. can tell like one of them is just bad for the other one, just stressing yeah. them out and like unhealthy and toxic yeah. and yeah, that's uh yeah that's not good. So that actually matters a lot, right? Yeah. <laughs> you need restrooms over there. <laughs> Sly movements. Yeah. We didn't see that. No, yeah. no, that's like so interesting. Um, it's so funny how much ev- like so the the approach you have with your clients that is really necessary because like. It's crazy how much everything affects us. Everything affects us, yeah. Yeah. Everything affects us. And I think as competitors too, having that – this is where functional bodybuilding I think is really going to start to take a take a lead. We can become even better as competitors, even mm-hmm. leaner. If we really start to understand how the adrenals and stress affects how we look on stage, yeah. cortisol dumps, all of that kind of stuff, like we can start working on that stuff when we're 12 weeks out. Right. Working on cold showers, working on our stress response, working on a resilience to stress, working on those things. That way when it's stage day, we're not getting a cortisol dump and looking flat as shit because the reason that happens is you don't have electrolyte balance, aldosterone is released, you can't get a pump, yeah. you look flat as shit. That's why everyone's like, I looked better the next day. Isn't Whoa. that weird? Because especially a lot of them will go out to eat the next day too. Yeah. And they and probably get a bunch of great calories. And they and all think of a it's like, from that. But most likely it's probably because they don't have the cortisol dump driving down the From the stress of the show. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that makes a lot of sense yeah. actually. Um, so, oh shit, I was going to say something else and I just totally forgot. It was like, so we've gone down so many different rabbit holes. Yeah, no, I mean, you find this stuff so fat. You're very passionate about it. Super passionate about it. So that's, like, super cool. Yeah. I was going to say, like, it's so interesting how um, I feel like a lot of people don't realize how we are, like, literally made out of the food we eat. Like, our body is actually made out of it. You know what I mean? Like, it takes the food and builds our body out of what we're putting into it. And I think that... Like the micronutrient thing is really undermined. My, we always talk about macros, so things that we need large amounts of protein, carbs, fat. Well, so you're focusing fiber. on the micros too. So micros are so important. Every single process inside of our body from our estrogen metabolism to our testosterone being made to our brain function to our how quickly our muscles recover, they need micronutrients. So zinc, selenium, potassium, magnesium, mm-hmm. all of these things. And a lot of times when we have a very small diet – as far as like very low in diversity, we're not getting the amounts that we need. And and that, then there's the RDA's recommendation, and then that is for a non-athlete. So then you add somebody who's training five days a week and they need like triple the amount. Because mm-hmm. a lot of these water are, are water-soluble vitamins. So yeah. those make a huge We need difference. a lot of vitamins as athletes, huh? We need a lot more vitamins than most people think. And like I said, a lot of them are water-soluble, and a lot of people are like, they buy shitty vitamins and they're like, I don't notice the difference. Or they spend $200 a month on gear and they won't spend $50 a month on a good supplement. Right. And that's just kind of like so the way they're that not it helping is. Because they can't see it, right? But the reality you, is that vitamin gear, would actually right? help. Yeah. yeah, You can see the gear. Yeah, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm swole. But the, the reality is, is that vitamin will actually make a difference. And you'll see it. And you will see yeah. the difference. But you just have to give it a little bit more time. A lot of times I'll have clients on supplements and like I'll, I'll say, oh, you know, we can phase out this product. And they'll stop taking them. like, can I keep that in? I feel better with that product. And it'll normally be one that's like – I, the one that I think of right now is a product I use with a lot of clients called Medipure. And it's basically like a powder, liver detox powder, but it's also like a giant multivitamin with mm-hmm. very easily absorbed chelated vitamins that can actually be uptaken by the body. And they can feel the difference in that. And right. the reason why is because methylation is a process that I'm sure some people have heard. It's 
responsible for 220 processes plus inside of the body. And it's basically the baton getting passed around the body for mm-hmm. every process to happen. When we talk about communication in cells, your body needs certain vitamins and minerals for methylation. And when we don't have that, we have anxiety, depression, we have allergy issues, histamine issues, we have sex drive issues. You have yeah. so many different things that we just get a Probi- or an antidepressant for or a dick pill for and it's like no we just needed a good multivitamin it's mind-blowing isn't that crazy yeah. yeah that is what well that's like how you know that's why i have like mixed issues about pharmaceutical because like i'm super thankful that we have like you know yeah. all these advances in the pharmaceutical industry but then at the same time like so many people just fall prey to that without yeah. ever like trying these like holistic approaches that probably are going to like actually fix the root you know because a lot of times with you know, pharmaceutical stuff, you're kind of just masking the actual root problem. Yes. And then you're not really dealing with what's going on. Yeah. And that's very common, like looping back around to the birth control thing. I know we've like touched on this a couple of times, but that's really common with birth control. You'll see somebody who comes in with really bad painful periods or PCOS mm-hmm. and or fertility issues and they'll say, or some sort of dysfunction in their cycle and they're just given birth control and then told that the birth control will regulate their cycle, even though the bleed that you're having on the pill is not a real cycle. It's called a withdrawal bleed. Okay. So it's kind of like, here's this peace of mind that now you're having regular cycles. Well, eventually you're going to have to take out that birth control. It's like, I always tell my clients with PCOS, your doctor gave you birth control for your PCOS, but what happens when you want to get pregnant? Right. So you're going to have to get off at some point. And then you're going to have to deal with all those underlying issues that are normally worse now. So just what do you tell women to do? Like, just basically like, Stay off of it, but just like use protection. It really just depends. You can actually come off of birth control and like run a really good detox. And then you could go back on different types of birth control and then Mm -hmm. support during that birth control. Okay. Does that make sense? No, no, kind of. Yeah. yeah. So, so like kind of like problem. fix the problem and then you can do that again. The fertility awareness method is really good. Um, that's where you would take your basal body temperature and you would like not have sex on the days where you have the temperature rising. You can track it in your app, natural cycles. It's going it's to be the best option. It's a little more work, option. but it's like... It's a little bit more work, but you're it's... You're going to feel better. Probably. Like, for every girl listening, like, I know... I know that you have had emotions and you're like, I don't know where the fuck that's coming from. Yeah. I feel crazy. You'll hear this all the time. I feel crazy when I'm on it. I feel this. I don't know this. It's like anxiety, all this stuff. It's like, what would you rather do? Feel that way? Or take your temperature in the morning. I mean... Right, because I get it. Like, the idea is, like, birth control can free up women to not, like... You know, it's, it's like a fear of, like, you know, well, I don't want to just get pregnant out of nowhere. Yeah. So it, it kind of, like, in a sense, it's been a thing that's kind of, like, freed women up to yes. have more freedom yes. and feel like they can do more and everything. Do you um, feel like you can do more when you have massive anxiety? But that, Do you yeah. feel like you can do more when you can't lose weight? Do you right. feel like you can do more when you have super painful periods? So it's at like what cost? Chronic migraines. To your health, right? Yeah. Can't lose weight. Do you, like, is that actually a thing? And I wouldn't be saying that if I didn't see this firsthand. I wouldn't mm-hmm. just be up here being like, oh, birth control is not good just because what? I want to see more babies in the world. Like, no, I get it. I've done a lot of birth control in my life. Right. Like, I've had a risky business in I my like life. I like your answer to that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's about what you're really, just being realistic with like what you are willing to do. And you might not be having side effects, and that's okay too. But just you're probably somebody who doesn't have massive chronic stress. You're not drinking all the time. There's all these layers to it. You know, it's kind of like it's not one or the other. It's just being realistic with. So it's like definitely if you had clients, it's a case by case thing. Case by case, case by case, and I can see it. 
Right. I mean, I, I think I overall, I think I agree with you. I mean, I feel like I've heard that so much that it's just, it, it has a lot of negative effects on women. A lot, know? a lot. And I think that, um, you know, there's different studies that will show different things. But again, like, I feel like we're talking to like physique athletes specifically, probably listen or people wanting to lose weight in this podcast. But like as a physique athlete will limit your ability to grow. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, it will limit your so ability it, to grow. If for competitors, bottom line, you're if telling, you pull yeah, the yeah, birth yeah. control, you will have better results growing. Absolutely, right. right? Absolutely, will. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of weird. It's like one of those things where, like, you know, they always say, like, if you put that on men, nobody would ever be on birth control because it's like, no. we wouldn't take it. You know, no, because like, you'd be like, I feel like shit on this. I'm gonna yeah, stop. Yeah, I'm not gonna you know? do this shit. Like, I want to yeah. feel good. And yeah. I, and, it, and it's hard, right? There's a lot of different like. There's so many layers to like the not getting pregnant thing and like i really get it but it's kind of like that we put it all on women you know and it's not do. really fair right it's like <laughs> you fucking do no i'm right. just kidding like but i think like i think if you have a conversation with your partner and you're like there's four days a month that we can't have sex and you really understand your cycle there's four days a month that you can get pregnant mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay four out right. of 30 31 days it's not giving up that much time. Right. Okay, do a couple double days somewhere else and call it no on the four you'll, days. You'll and be all right. Keep your peace of mind. Keep your sanity. Have a better quality of your relationship. Well, you and then like you're saying, so like then their their actual like sex drive and their hormones and everything will yeah. feel better in a general. A lot of women have a lot lower sex drive on birth control and right. more vaginal dryness, which creates painful intercourse. And it's like pop loves all. If something hurts and doesn't feel good, you're not going to want to do it. So that right. will and decrease then it, you that know, you desire. You have relationship issues because one exactly. of you wants something thing and the other one doesn't yeah, because it doesn't like, hurt it doesn't hurt for like the man necessarily it hurts more for the female so mm-hmm. that goes through like a whole thing as well and that's a cause of low estrogen Dang. yeah that's crazy holes. that yeah. is so yeah. crazy so. stuff yeah yeah well it is weird like it kind of goes back to the alcohol thing like what we view as normal in society you know like that's just a thing we've come to accept like like you said women turn like fucking 14 and they're on yeah. birth control yeah and nobody thinks anything of it. Yeah. And it's kind of like, that's weird. Yeah. Or same with like all these plastics around. It's like, we don't think of a lot of this stuff. Yeah. So if you take anything from this podcast, there's a lot to take in, but support detoxification through the body. And like a lot of these systems, a lot of this stuff won't necessarily be a big issue for your long term. Or if it is an issue with you, supporting mm-hmm. those detox systems right now can definitely like help moving forward to work out of some of these symptoms that you're having right so there's stuff you can do if you are on birth control to help right i mean yeah supporting detox right inflammation low inflammatory diet that'll all help so if you had a client and they wanted to stay on it you would be like okay cool we can still do this but yeah they might not get the results i have clients that we that decide they want to stay on birth control and i will pull it and then we might go with a different option unless we're not having that uh, like it's it really depends i'm not gonna say it's one size i have clients that are on birth control and yeah. they are better now than they were before but a lot of them have made a switch right so yeah. um how did you get on this path of like so like after your addiction and stuff like that how did you get so into the fitness field um i uh oof, that's a really long story but I was a trainer and I basically, long story short, I couldn't see the results with my clients just with training alone. And, and that's, that's when how I you got into nutrition. This. And then just me being naturally who I am, mm-hmm. I started just going to more like courses. I started really becoming really interested in functional medicine and then started doing more courses on that side of things and then combining like more of the bro science with functional medicine. Right, right. Yeah. 
That's awesome. Okay, yeah. well, before we wrap up, is there any like um, uh, any last kind of info you want to get out there to people? Because this was pretty lot. fast. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we did yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm yeah. cool with wrapping yeah. it up here. Yeah. That was yeah. uh, that was yeah. super interesting, and um, yeah, it's just great to see how like passionate you are about it. Yeah. Like I'm, that was fascinating. I mean, like it's kind of like literally like being sort of like the Huberman podcast, listening to it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. And just like the the way you have the knowledge of all the science and everything. So, <laughs> if anybody has some of these kind of issues. You know, reach out and yep. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Sonia with an I spill, and then at Integrative Muscle and Health is our website. Um, I'm on. I have a podcast called Unnamed and Untamed, and then if you literally put my name in Spotify, I have a ton of episodes of lots of podcasts I've done. And then if you put my name in uh, podcasts like on Apple Music. Same thing. A lot of podcasts that I've done with other shows as well. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time out yeah. to be here. And that was a really awesome episode. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will see you next time.